wanted something moderately. I don't know. I was feeling triumphant today. Triumphant. Oh, here we go. Okay. Yeah. I had that feeling earlier. Maybe I just have felt like shit so much the last... So hard to tell. Yeah. Overtired. Stressed. Inappropriate naps. They just feel even worse after. Wait, what's an inappropriate nap? Anything past the 40-minute mark. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I disagree. Really? Wow. Yeah. What's your... What's it takes your me 40 minutes just to fall asleep. Really? Yeah. So it's, I'm like Not a two-hour nap. I'm a cat napper. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm like a 40-minute napper. This is nap talk. <laughs> I suppose we should... I, I think one thing I've noticed is that there's never a clean intro. But we're never comfortable. Be, right? Yeah, I guess so. We're, we're three awkward people. We, we can't really do a... I don't really think I'm that awkward. You are, but you don't think (laughs) (laughs) That's really awkward. Well, this is a podcast that we call Yes, This Is Podcast. Mm -hmm. See, you're right. Maybe I am a little awkward. A little bit. Um, It works, though. What week is this? Five. Five? Who the hell knows? I don't know. This feels... It's it's our fifth recording session, but it's the sixth episode because last one was broken up into two parts. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We had a coronavirus scare. And it's the seventh week because... Yeah, I've had two coronavirus scares. But I'm okay. That's good. Now, did anyone in your work actually have it? People have had it, yes. Scott? No, we're clean. Clean. I work in a school, so there's a lot to go to pull from. Yeah. I, I don't know. Sadly, I don't really know anyone that's had it. One person at my work did have it early on. Mm-hmm. But that's old news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't... I don't... Uh, I'm not directly affected by it. Someone at work's dad died. So that kind of made me believe it might be real. I finally. <laughs> you, you were questioning it before that? Um, yeah. <laughs> I kept calling it the Chinese flu, and then that happened, and I kind of had a little bit of egg on my face. <laughs> but anyway, this is week This is week five. I'm going to turn the music down. Scott, do I sound all right? Is my voice? I think so. Okay. It doesn't sound low. Maybe a little. It'll, it'll get louder. Don't worry. Um <laughs> Great feedback on the last two episodes, I think. Did you, what was the feedback you got? Better on the second part than the first part. <laughs> why, do <laughs> we, why do people hate what we do? Uh, what do they, what, what was the... Just a lot of baseball talk. Oh my, what was it, 90 <laughs> seconds? It was a few minutes, and then I, had to, I had to cut it short, too. Yeah, oh. Scott kept trying to reel it in. and. Yeah, I mean, it's funny that... We don't like, hang out anymore, you know? We like to chat. That's yeah. true, well... You say that, but, like, we probably were hanging out weekly up until this. Right, right. Yeah. But, I mean, this is probably proof positive that not everything deserves to be recorded. Like, you wouldn't record every time you hang out with your friends. Unless you're Sonic Youth. That's true. Going for a... Ooh, I like that, because there's a little... We're going to play a little Sonic Youth later. <laughs> the Daniel Johnson documentary oh, yeah. is what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you can exploit somebody, you just record you, everything you they know, do. But you know, you guys are just your baseball guys, so it's it's fine. Yeah. That's right. We got our Alex Core talk out of the way already. We did. That's yes. what we should do. Is we do a non-recorded podcast first. Mm-hmm. And then we do the podcast and we just kind of stare at each other, but we have things to talk about. We, we have do. a syllabus. We're going to try to keep this under 90 minutes because there's a curfew. It's going to be tough, honestly. I saw a couple of Bill Barr soldiers out there making sure people Adhered to the curfew. I don't yeah. like your jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting really political now. This is uh, 
Yes, this is Pod Save America. We're a liberal political podcast now. Was, we were just listening to that on the way here. Really? They dropped an episode like an hour ago. Was it good? Mm-hmm. I've Very never hopeful. listened. Nor You've I. never listened? No. Okay. You, sh- you should both listen. I don't, I don't know if it's for me. I'm so far behind it's on podcasts. It's definitely for you, Pat. I don't know. It might be a little too polished. I like my podcast to be really <laughs> bad quality, but... This Come is a down, tough, is that your favorite? What? Say that again? <laughs> People hate when I talk about that, and I yeah, think... I'm one of them. How often have I ever talked about it? A I've never lot. been like, check this clip out. But you've brought it up 50 to 100 times. I, yeah, maybe. Anyway, <laughs> we have to cut that out. Um, call in if you like Come Town, and we'll talk about that off air. It's 508-930-165, and you can figure out the last digit. Two. Oh, how do you know? <laughs> I don't even know my own phone number. Um yeah, if you want to talk about Cumtown, text me, and then uh, we'll talk about it. Uh, I wanted... This is election week. We hate it. It sucks. It's probably... It's the election week of all election weeks. Yeah. So election day was Tuesday, but it's election day every day. I week. mean, this has already been a super long week for me uh, professionally at work, mm-hmm. and it just feels even worse, and it's not going to get better i mean today felt a little better but it faded i think in the grand scheme of things we're taking a tiny step forward that's borderline lateral but you know what i feel good about this georgia senate business but yes that's what's going to make the rest of the year seem it's going to be a tough race it is going to be a tough race but races it's it's wild two two runoffs i -hmm. mean I, i don't even remember really last election the presidential election. I remember 2018 Senate races very well, and that wasn't good. What do you got? Nothing. Staring okay, into don't the Don't do that. Sorry. Don't. <laughs> all right. If you're going to shake like that, it better be early onset <laughs> Parkinson's or a legit stroke. That's he, a different. Did you podcast. see what he did? I didn't. He no. went. <laughs> all right. Um, come to my house if you want to see what Scott did. It's 146 Court. I'm not going to say the last part. We have on the TV CNN election coverage, so if Scott shakes, mm-hmm. we're concerned that something really We have uh, the dirty Democrats who are trying to steal the election. I'm rooting Here for them. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, this will be a stolen election that I can get behind. That live picture looks like they're bagging heroin. Uh, yeah, I know. It looks like uh, some like Breaking Bad scene yeah. like from like one of the warehouses, the Russian guys. Uh, it's tough to... I, I And I... I've never watched so much news before that, like, never... We live in a time now where things will get as bad as they say they are. Mm-hmm. They say things are going worse. to be bad, and they always are worse. That's the new thing now. And they said this would be tedious and long, and they'd fight everything, and they are fighting everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm a sucker for it. I don't know. I can't, I can't not watch. I can't How, look away. I can't look away. Did, can you look away? I'm trying. <laughs> but it's just ridiculous that... I, I watch so much CNN. There's no answers. Last night was the first night I went to bed saying, all right, well, I'm going to take a break. I slept great. I, it's so hard to not to wake up at 2.30 and be like, I'm not going to look at my phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because anything could happen. Anything could happen. I thought this morning I would have woken up and saw that. I don't even remember where they were at, where they were at this morning. I didn't turn on the TV because uh, I know I'll get a Google notification when they call the election. Pennsylvania turned blue. Mm-hmm. And Georgia, Georgia. I mean, too. it was like 200 votes last night in Georgia yeah. at some point, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" And I think that I don't know how politically you guys get, but we have to thank Miss Stacy Abrams for all this. Yes, she's doing yeoman's work in Wisconsin and Georgia. Mm-hmm. 
I'm mobilizing African-American voters, and she's got a lot of charisma, and she's doing a great job. It's, I mean, she barely lost the race for governor of Georgia. Yep. Um, and maybe it'll going. flip. Yeah, so who knows? But um, that's enough politics talk. Um, if you like Trump, now you can start listening. Um, <laughs> I had an if awkward... If you like Trump, don't listen. Let's uh, bash some gourds. Let's bash some gourds. Let's smash some pumpkins. First... Drink of the week. What are you drinking, Emily? What's in your... What are you... To cope with the election, what have you been drinking? I haven't been drinking at all. Good for you. Because okay? I knew every morning was going to be it's extremely nice rough. Because me and you, we like to do what I call getting on the high horse, where... We do do that. Everyone's drinking, and we just look down on them and say, we're better than you. <laughs> Sorry you can't deal with things. We can. And that's why we're up here. Yep. So... Tonight's different, though. What's it's Friday night. So what do you got? I just have a little Negroni in my to go. Okay. Cup. Just a, a little one because I had a migraine. Getting morning, a little so. loose with the language there. How do you say it again? Negroni. Okay. I get nervous with that. word. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Scott, what are you drinking? Uh, we got a little bullet bourbon here. Do I did want to uh, Robert Webb. Okay. Of Peep Show fame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also a good author. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has been sober for a year. But he tweeted. On election day, he said, I always found alcohol useful for situations that were simultaneously very stressful and very boring, which is why I won't be staying up for all the American election coverage. <laughs> I'm you know, shocked I agree. at how much the rest of the world is invested in this mm-hmm. election. Um, there were a lot I mean, of tweets of people like from Australia being like, why do I know counties in Nevada? Yeah, right. that's pretty France, crazy. I England. mean, do you remember when Jeremy Corbyn ran for labor? People were really into that. I don't remember that. Was a I was in, but yeah. that might have been a Twitter thing. It was, but so was this. I mean, true. When the president of the year of the country is on Twitter and everyone knows he looks ridiculous, people will be invested in it. Robert if Webb, not a labor fan, just going to point that out. Don't he's worry a Tory, about it. But anyway, he's okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm on a bit of a booze ban right now, so I didn't really feel compelled to want to drink, but also. I mean, it does suck to watch it and be like, where is this going? Because I literally went to bed on Tuesday. I was like, well, because they didn't do a good job of explaining all these mail-in ballots. They didn't say which states count the mail-ins first. They didn't say which states do the mail-ins after everything. They might have said it, but it's a 12 to 15-hour program. You can't watch and hear everything. But if they did say that, I probably wouldn't have. That didn't compute until I was on MSNBC. uh, That guy, John John King? No, yeah. No, King. Oh, Karanecki? Yeah. Yeah. I really like him. First time I'd, I'd seen him do yeah, his stuff. I, I like. He's a good dude. The, the guy on CNN's there's good, a, too. Wait, is this the same guy? He, there's a lot of Twitter bashing about that guy Karanecki? right now. I thought no. it's been pretty positive. That's universal praise. Okay. And King on He's CNN has been on good, Twitter. too. John King is on CNN. He's been good, too. I mean, these guys look like a million bucks, and they've probably slept maybe 10 hours in three days. But um, call in, folks, if you've been bashing John Karanecki. keep talking. Um, yeah, well, they should have done a – I mean, there are ratings at stake, and I get it. But, I mean, it just felt a little – they should have made it known. I They did say that it would take a long time to count Pennsylvania. but You, I, you guys I like, are right, as usual. Uh, <laughs> I All like right. instant gratification. But um, anyway, that's election talk. Uh, okay. Uh, we read, or I read online – that Smashing Pumpkins, who we love to hate, are releasing a follow-up slash sequel to Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. That's why I opened the program with 
Jelly Belly off of that. Um, I thought it felt like a cool song. I tried to get pumped up. I mean, I don't even know where I am at emotionally right now. But I didn't even say what I'm drinking. Hop tea. This is tea brewed oh, with hops. Oh, i that. Yeah. Is it good? Give it a smell. Oof, germs. Just a smell. It smells really this is, good. It's just tea. You really can't say much about it. It's did you got, get it online? I did. There's no calories, no sugar. It's tea brewed with hops. This has Simcoe and Citro. It's, it's good. really it's good. good. Nice. It's it's so expensive though. Yeah. It's like you That's cannot why I never got justify it was, the price. Yeah. They sell more expensive than that uh, that other one that October did a piece on. Um, I I bought that. You did? I did, but like. It, they said it wouldn't ship for 10 days, so I canceled it. That yeah. was Kin Euphorics. Okay. That was wicked expensive. That was crazy. The, the, the drink in the cans was crazy. It was like $8 a can or something. Yeah. I'll give you one because I, I bought about four no, no, cases of No, no, no. You save it. them for yourself. They I... sell them at Whole Foods too. Okay. Um, but the reviews on that were like people were getting fucked up off yeah. of it. Yeah. Like Botanicals, I read tons baby. of stuff. Neotropics. The company's called Kin Euphorics, and they make like – neotropic drinks like which I'm, i imagine they taste like bitters or something but every review i read was like yeah this shit gets me fucked up and i was like all right cool <laughs> so i ordered it and then they were like it's gonna take forever to ship and i canceled it and i thought okay. better um but did, what did, did you listen to smashing pumpkins when you were a youngster no not really i've never listened to this album in full are you kidding me did you listen to it no did <laughs> what an answer um were you a big Smash Pumpkins fan? Not exactly. However, my mm-hmm. next door neighbor, Kevin, and I. Okay. Shout out to Kevin. What um, up, Kevin? We would. So, 1995, this came out, right? Mm hmm. At I'm that time, pop we, on a would, bit of music here. we would get off the school bus, run home, get into his house, and mm-hmm. watch MTV Top 20 Countdown. For what song? For anything, we were okay. just we I wanted did. to see yeah, what, to what happened. TRL okay. on. And at that time, um, two songs from this album were on it that was tonight, countdown. tonight, nineteen seventy nine. No, not nineteen seventy nine. It what? was bullet with a whatever bullet butterfly, with butterfly with, wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I only guessed that because those music videos for tonight, tonight, and nineteen seventy nine were like pretty good. Yeah, nineteen seventy nine wasn't a big, big one back then. I think it got mm-hmm. bigger a little bit after. This okay. Is, yeah. The, it couldn't be more true. The world is a vampire. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So we really loved it, and obviously we were poor. We were, you know, sure. 11, 10 years old. So we wanted to pool our funds and buy this album and split the two CDs because we found out it was a two disc. Yeah. But these are the only two songs we knew, and they okay. were on the same disc. So uh, how would you it divide it? Exactly. They so cut it, it in like half. A, what is that, King Solomon? They can't cut the... I don't know. It could be. You're the yeah. crossword yeah. champ. <laughs> it's true. Well... For me, it was kind of similar. It was big on MTV. Mm-hmm. Also, like, this might have been the first time I maybe heard about a record and it hadn't come out yet. Yeah. And I was like, I'm, because I think Bullet with Butterfly Wings was the first single. And this didn't it's a great really. tween song. It is. Tween this going is. Through a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Your parents are like, hey, unload the dishwasher. Here we You're go like, fuck you, mom. <laughs> you shut the door. You're a rat in a cage. Okay. <laughs> And that's how you feel. Um, yeah, and I remember I got it. I think I got it for Christmas. Uh, nice. And my parents bought it for me, and I liked it. But I had a weird thing when I was younger with CDs. was like somebody told me that, like, you could potentially, like, listen to a CD too much, and it would not work anymore. <laughs> so for some reason, I would record everything to tape 
and then listen to the tape. Really getting the best what? quality possible there. I, huh? I was a little kid. Sure. So I would do that. Who so told you this? Who? I don't know. I did that for everything. Did it for the, for Green Day, Offspring, but this was a cool record. I, I really, I don't think I ever. There were a lot. There was lots of filler on it. It's. It's bloated. Is it great? Do you think it's great? I'm you did. Maybe, maybe I'm associating my own personal feelings <laughs> with it, but once again. I mean, we know you're stoked about the Mallrats sequel. How are you feeling about the Melancholy, the Infinite Sadness sequel? Here's my follow-up question. How do you have a sequel to an album? What What does that mean exactly? I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, there are albums that have sequels. But... I don't know if they're good. But what... And this this wasn't is, a, like a story double album, right? No. There, it wasn't narrative. No, it wasn't. I mean. There There's was no, no thread. So what is there to... It's, mark, it's marketing. It's definitely well. It's I think it's like marketing. a rebirth of the band. Like, hey, we're back. We're better than ever. We're doing melancholy so part two. New, it's a new album. Yeah, I don't it's really. Not a sequel. I kind of just thought it was. It's totally. Your the album is dead. the The album experience is dead. Right. So it, it is interesting that they're going to be like, all right, well, we're going to record a sequel to our most beloved. I don't understand the concept of a sequel to an album, unless it's like a a story. Can you name an album that had a sequel? I'm having trouble. No, so I was thinking about Led Zeppelin one, two, three, mm-hmm. but I don't know if those are. Well, I wouldn't call sequels. them sequels. It's just they didn't have names yeah. for their albums. Zoso, that's what they called the, the <laughs> one with the. That might have been one, but yeah. So related question. Hit me. Deftones mm-hmm. with their White Pony remix. They call it, what? Are they, Black, Black Stallion. Black Stallion, which. That's our rhyming mechanism. That's our naming mechanism. Yeah, it is. So I'm glad we're we're catching on. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's just going to be like remixes of each song, right? Yeah, I don't. So I'm interested in it. It's a good album. Yeah, I think remixes are underrated. Block Party. Remember Block Party? I do. They no, had a, no K. No K. On Block. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. All right, keep going. <laughs> we can we cut that out. Hey, uh, <laughs> I don't even know what out. you're talking about, and I don't know that band that well. This sucks. I have to edit out two things now. Um, Work it out for you. Jesus, I should have. We should have recorded like an, another intro that I could have like done after all that garbage <laughs> in the beginning. Um, they did a whole remix album that was awesome. It was good. The remix and because they're a rock band, straight up, maybe a tiny bit of sampling, a little tape manipulation, but they did. Uh, they did a remix album that I like just as much as their regular stuff. So, yeah, I don't know what Billy Corgan's thinking. I mean. I just I need to do more research on sequels. I'm looking at it now, and I need to nod because I'm gonna get lost. Who do you think Billy Corgan voted for? I don't. I don't care. I think it's Trump. He's a probably. You think so? Absolutely. Let's not buy this album then. (laughs) So all right, we're all we're not gonna take part in. uh, I can't. I just am so curious about album sequels. The concept. Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness is such like a. I almost said something else. A stupid name. That like I can't even make a joke of like what the sequel would be called. I'm trying to, and I'm like I can't I can't think of anything. Well, it did have a good zero was a great song. Yeah, there's great songs on there. Now, I don't know if this will. 1979 is the best song on there. I think it's it is, but I don't think it got just played so much. It's fine. It deserve it's it's the number one song on that album. Yeah, it has to be. I, I think it's definitely the highest charting. I think Tonight Tonight might be my favorite song. I love the production. Do you remember being a kid and like thinking it was, uh, after this we'll move on, but do you think the production was good? Did that stick out to you at all? 
I don't remember. I, I like, remember it I really being like the video for tonight tonight. I remember it being a very soft album. Like it felt like you had to turn up a little louder to get the full experience. I don't. I didn't but know any when of it that. so when it like comes to producing records, the uh, the big trend in like the late '90s and early 2000s was you like max out everything mm-hmm. as as high as you can go. But if you do that, like the low end is not going to be able to be heard. So like if every instrument is as loud as you can get, and every mix and every track, then there's no like subtlety. So this seemed very soft to me. You can search up the loudness wars. This is how you felt as an 11-year-old. I do remember precocious. Wow. <laughs> wow. I do remember it being because also you Wise listen to, beyond your years. I, well, yeah, that's true. A lot of people have been saying that lately. <laughs> um, all right, maybe a Benjamin Button effect though. <laughs> That's a good joke. Uh, makes up for whatever the fuck you were trying to say earlier. Um, all right. It's time for the weekly movie review. This is the segment where we all watch a movie and somehow try to fit it into our demanding schedule. The latest from Sofia Coppola. Is that how you say it? Coppola? The follow-up hit to her last film, which was The Bourgeois. I, Bourgeois I don't know. I don't, the Beguiled? Something like that. I didn't see it. I listened to a two-hour podcast on it, and I still have no idea. Oh, my God. She also directed such movies as Lost in Translation, which we all, Bill Murray, men Mm -hmm. love him. Women want to be him. Women love him, too. Yeah, they do. Women want to be him? Is that what you're I think I messed up the expression. (laughs) Now, I rewatched the movie somewhere. How was that? I haven't seen that. I had seen it when it first came out. It's a weird movie. We got to cut it with the fucking pumpkins here. Um (laughs) It's a strange movie, but it's very much like Lost in Translation, where, like, as a filmmaker, she's Francis Ford Coppola's daughter. Mm-hmm. These movies that she's directing, like, don't hide the fact that these characters and the story she's writing come from a place of, like, wealth, which to me is kind of like a turnoff in a bit, a way. Well, the fact that she's not hiding them is... I respect that. Yeah. But at the same time, she made a movie about Marie Antoinette. I, I don't know what... Mary. Marie, <laughs> Mary, Mary Antoinette, and did I didn't you, see it. Did you listen to that big picture? I did, yeah. So, I didn't. I know you didn't. Um, because of her heritage, she really likes to examine the personal aspect of the the wealthy people. Okay. Like, so it's intentional. She's humanizing it, which yeah. is, it's still there, but still. Continue. It's, okay. That's all I got. Okay, well... Lost in Translation, the main character is an actor who's rich, and he's in Japan to film a commercial. He's a little bit washed up. He's washed up, point. but he's still... They, he is washed up emotionally, yeah. and his career is washed up, but he's getting paid a shit ton of money to be in a commercial that's 30 right. seconds but long. but he knows it. He's like, oh, this is all I can do. She made a movie about Miss Antoinette. I can't remember her first name. I mean, she is the poster child for, you know... If you think of the Kardashians, the only comparison I can think of is Mary Antoinette. Mary. Mary. So, (laughs) um, you know, she's not hiding any of this. Somewhere, Stephen Dorff plays an actor who's kind of like an earlier version at a different stage in his career than Bill Murray was in Lost in Translation. It's the same thing, though. He's wandering around L.A., specifically Hollywood. A lot of wandering in her movies. Yeah, but she's not hiding any of this, which I guess I respect, and she does take it from her own experiences. Mm -hmm. So Bill Murray, I mean, it's kind of a weird thing. So Bill Murray, old, Stephen Dorff, he was probably in his early 30s, great in True Detective, by far. Sure. 
such a great performance. When I saw him in this, I was like, "This is there's nothing here," and then I was shocked to see him in True Detective because I remembered how mediocre he was. Wow! But he, was, but he ended up doing well. He did great, even in like make, makeup that tried to make him seem old. I thought he, they pulled it off. Anyway, so on the rocks, on the rocks. Now, Bill Murray again playing this sort of what? How do you describe him? Man about town. He's a bon vivant, larger than life, larger than life. But then, but then you have. Middle-aged, living in Brooklyn, or maybe it was Brooklyn. the upper, it was Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and she's rich. I mean, Rashida Jones, Rashida Jones, who I thought was good. Now she's always good. She's never not going to be good. While I enjoyed the film, I found I want I don't want my chat cat to choke out on that. Can you help him out? Thank you. Um, while I thought the movie was good and enjoyable. My this cat movie loves his said, bag too. Something "Oh, really?" About this bag, yeah. It must be uh, the leather, but yeah. this movie truly said nothing, in my opinion. There was, this was just, this was a hundred percent agree. Flight of fancy. Yep. This was it. Probably, I mean, I know she wrote and directed it, but there was. Without Rashida and Bill Murray, it would have almost been unwatchable. I think that, I don't know who. This would be a movie that like my mom would watch and be like, "That was a really good movie." Yeah, I no can offense, see that. Jane, but there's yeah. no big ideas here. The comedy I thought was like Chuck Lorre level of like How I Met Your Mother, which is a show that I do not like. Yeah, it's funny and the writing is good and there are a lot of jokes. It just it it didn't feel it, it's minor cop it's minor minor Sophia. What do you think, Scott? At the time, I liked it, but I watched okay. it like 12 days ago, which feels about three months ago. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not pulling up a lot of feelings here. I I liked Bill a lot. But I, you always plug do. someone else into that role but and it wouldn't have worked. To be fair, Bill Murray is in movies that don't use him correctly. Like He does movies that just fly completely under the radar because they're not good. I felt like this role, I think she almost got lucky because the material, he he... Well, he, he elevated the writer, her and she yeah. likes him. Yeah. But Lost in Translation, while Bill Murray was amazing in it, he did not win the Oscar. He kind of got robbed. I think you could have maybe had another actor put a different spin on it. Yeah. Because I don't know the order. It wouldn't of movies, have been but like, as good. But yeah. I agree with you that you could put someone else, and it would still be a good movie. Whereas this, if it were someone other than Bill Murray, it wouldn't have been as good. Listen, we love Bill Murray. We love what he's okay. doing out there. All right. But take. Rushmore, Life Aquatic. Love him, love him. Lost in Translation. He's not exactly stretching himself. Well, maybe he is. Well, I don't know. But I think he having fun in the movie, too, made a difference. I think Rashida and Bill Murray both knew as their performances. The stakes weren't very high, but I, I did enjoy it. Um, it was aesthetically pleasing. I thought that the scene in the Porsche when it broke down slash that he got pulled over. Yeah. I thought that was really funny. That was the best scene in the movie. And yeah. I was like, this is going to be stupid. And it was really funny. It it felt like it felt- the freshest thing in the entire film. Yeah. So on the rocks, uh, smash or trash, I'd say somewhere in the middle. <laughs> I don't know. Crash? What's the... Crash. What's the- <laughs> smash, trash... <laughs> Or, no, I, I did like it. I thought it was kind of boring. Yeah. But it was just great to see Bill Murray and Rashida Jones. I mean, they did a great job, and I, en- I enjoyed that part of it, but I'll never feel the need to revisit it. No. Yeah, I agree with Emily. I, I don't know. She, she's she got another... She has a movie in her, Sophia, that's going to be 
transcendent as far as all her other films are concerned. You think so? I think so. Hmm. I hope it's not another period piece, though. You didn't like Mary Antoinette? No, I just thought of a bad joke. I never saw it. That's what they call just, movies yeah, about just, just, movies no, about women. No, move on already. Period move pieces. on already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. um, so I was there too. <laughs> you should have said it. This is what it's like recording with two men. Two me- men's men. I think we did like to describe ourselves. Manly so men. How yeah. you wish you would. <laughs> um, okay, uh, we got a request from one of our listeners that. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you tell the story? It's not really much of a story. Just I have like three maybe four friends that are listening now okay that's cool consistently and my friend sarah is a big taylor swift fan and pat and i have notoriously been anti t swift on this podcast yeah so she made a request that we need to listen to her latest album folklore scott did you listen to her already yeah i listened to it this week as well okay i didn't we haven't listened to it yet scott's a swifty Oh, you just listened to it. Minor switch. You weren't paid to listen to it. No, you just I just, right. yeah. Because we're paid we're weekly. Paid. We I get like, a check. I like Lover better. Okay. I See, I don't even know what that means. But. It's the previous album. Okay. Coincidentally, my oldest friend, Jenny, mm-hmm. well, not oldest, but pretty old, um, she and I are the same age. We've just been friends. <laughs> you don't have to clarify that. I was <laughs> she texted me out of the blue, and I hadn't mentioned the podcast to her, so she had no idea about my mm-hmm. anti-Taylor Swift stance. Yeah, which is I a, forgot. It's a minor that. stance. But she said, "Did you have you listened to the newest Taylor Swift album? And I said, no, funny no. you should ask, and I brought up the podcast. Yeah, whose mic was that? Me. Okay. Oh, it was your ring. All right. I'm, yank, ring. I'm yanking okay. up things. So, Scott, that's a... Bad sorry, phrasing. Sorry. Oh, this is this is podcasting after dark. <laughs> Tune in. Welcome to Come Town. Oh no. <laughs> anyway, she said it would be something that she would hear on Gilmore Girls, which is one of my favorite shows. The so. album, yeah, Taylor Swift folklore. She said it would fit right into the Gilmore Girls universe. Hmm. That's such a weird play. Like that's a weird comparison. Are you a Gilmore Girls guy? I, I've watched a Gilmore guy. I had like the first couple seasons on DVD. But uh, I don't know if I would really like it now. You would. I've tried to like, I'm so cynical now and irony poison. Now? That it's, You've always been. I know, but like, I don't know. I don't know if I could enjoy Gilmore Girls. If ever there were a time for Stars Hollow, it's now. 2020 See, I don't, is my brain time. doesn't work like that. <laughs> um, I, well, I have never listened to Taylor Swift. I know some of her songs. I'm I know either. that Aaron Desner from The National worked on this album with her. Okay. National is one of my favorite bands. I guess next week we're going to listen to Folklore and we're going to do a deep dive. I'm nervous because I'm not going to sugarcoat if I don't like it or not. You don't need to. Well, you You're will. Very... You will. I will sugarcoat it? Yes. You think so? You don't have the stones. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, I don't. Man's man. Yeah. Man. I don't have the stones. Got to Google that expression. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, see, I don't, I have like an open mind musically. I just don't, the commercialization I have a huge problem with. That is, that's hitting the nail on the head. You do have a problem with that. And I don't, if it's popular, it can't be good. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> how my brain works. But look at who, look at how the election is going. Uh-huh. If it's popular, it can't be good. It's not a. It's not always wrong. You're off base here. You're off base. Yeah. This is a. This is a child's viewpoint. <laughs> I I know, but 
Okay. Grow, grow Pat, up. Pat, open up your heart and allow a little joy to come but into your heart. But you haven't listened either. You don't yeah, like... Yeah, I'm talking about okay. things in general. You, I you, like you stuff. Don't, you don't allow joy. Look at... what. Uh, Let me tell what, a story. What's that? What is that picture of? Those two... Those are birds. Let me tell a story for the listeners. Look at the cat and his housekeeping staff. That's lighthearted. The cat and his housekeeping staff live here. That means... As a joke, you, it's the cat is, I'm the housekeeper. So just, that's, means, just means you're a cat guy. Okay. You need to add an S because there's two cats. That's true. You're shutting really somebody out here. <laughs> um, Pat and I had an email exchange a month and a half ago or so. Okay. And it was a very caffeinated day for me at work. So I was popping off emails. Uh-huh. And we were talking about the podcast. And I said something about doing our top love songs. Yes. And then I followed up saying, if you're talking about love songs, you got to go into the categories of love songs about being happy in love and love songs about heartbreak oh, no. and love songs about unrequited love and uh, love songs ab- that celebrate um, being in a relationship. And sure. Love to hate you, those kinds of songs. And Pat wrote back, all my songs are going to be about heartbreak. Hmm. And at that point, I knew that Pat just c- he couldn't allow himself to he experience He just needs to talk joy. about his tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> well... I mean, I'm going to listen to folklore with an open mind. Okay. But you do. If you listen to it with an open mind, you'll be okay. It's not bad. It's a lot of stories. Um, I, she really, we'll, we'll get to it. I walked by her house. In Taylor Rhode Swift's? Yeah, she lives on oh. uh, She has a Rhode Island house. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Weird. Hey, if the fans want it, they can, I mean. We'll give it to them. Yeah, we need to make a Patreon and have it to be a, a buying level where we'll no. listen to the album Sarah, for like $2. Sarah, you do $2. not have to pay for this. She's the one that requested it. So. All right, well, okay, Folklore next week. Look it up, and then we have something else we want to talk about at the end, which should be another uh, list of albums that we had never heard, but we'll get to that if we can, and we'll surprise you guys. Um, now, for this week, we're, we're doing pretty good on time. It's only been 36 minutes, so with all the stuff we have to edit out we're probably looking at a tight 25 um this probably won't get posted 21 songs though i think we'll probably be able to listen to like less than a minute of each but for mine i don't i mean we're gonna listen to the entire sonic youth song that i chose it's 20 minutes ladder alice is getting a full play there we go nine more um but after i'll be honest it is exhausting listening to music that you've never heard before and try to kind of compartmentalize learn about the band, try to figure out. It's been diff- not difficult, but it's a lot of work. I wouldn't say it's exhausting. Emily it's, and I have enjoyed yeah, it. It's <laughs> I have enjoyed it, but when I, when I listen to music, like I go in deep. Yeah, It takes me a while. We bought a book on the raincoats, and we both read, read it. it I haven't read it yet. <laughs> I've been reading a lot lately. You know true, this. Very true. So I'm uh, reading Fever Pitch right now, and... We're at the part where he loves the Red Sox. Can't get enough of the Red Sox. He loves them. Does that really happen? No, that's the remake movie. I didn't know if there was a twist at the end. No. The book is about soccer. How far are you in it? Just 10%. I'll tell you. you I wish I. Yeah. I wish I read this book before I got really into the PL. Because he goes deep. There's every Premier League. Okay. I didn't know, so I assume listeners won't know. um, Yeah, they won't. He gets in deep. There's references to every team, all levels. Um, yeah, there's so many teams. And there's teams that were bounced and they're in League One or, you know. They might have been dissolved by now. Yeah, bankruptcy. they might have been dissolved. They might have went into administration, as we like to call Ooh. it. Um, it. And it's 
he the thing about the book that surprised me is that and this is a way I feel about sports is that he hates the team more than he likes it. Yeah. He feels like it's a big anchor around his neck, which is that's how I feel about the Red Sox and the Patriots. I think that's how you feel about everything. I don't really feel about the Celtics that way because basketball you can really enjoy the whole game. Celtics are my only local team that I still actually like. I mean, the Red Sox, I will still watch, but it's not. I don't like you them. You didn't watch this year. I did not watch this year. They were really terrible. But the Celtics bring me joy because they're fun, and they, their players are they're good people, I think. But You have no idea. I think they are. But anyway. Um, Never meet I, your heroes. I, I haven't. Um, <laughs> trust me. Never get your heroes albums tattooed on you either, or they'll start... <laughs> Getting a little handsy with Phoebe Bridgers. <laughs> Why did you do that, Ryan Adams? It's very depressing. Anyway, that moves on to to try to clean the palate, to try and reboot ourselves. We decide, I wanted to do a thing where we compiled and played songs that, I guess it's trite to say got us into music. No, this is not the premise that I base these songs off of. Okay. So this was a question I had for you guys. When I was developing this list of songs, it was... Informed your taste. What I listen to now, Mm -hmm. what sort of... Yeah, informed my taste is a good way to put that. And I had a question for you guys. Did you feel the same way or did you just pick straight up favorite songs? Well, I no, definitely not favorite. Because these songs, there's potential that I could go my whole life without ever listening to them again. These songs to me were songs that I heard that sent me down a path of exploring different almost genres of music okay slash heard them when i was younger heard them at like defining points in my life where they were extremely memorable um and i think i have a little bit of story for every song same so yeah that's pretty much i get a story for each song mm-hmm. um what what are you gonna say no i was just gonna say that i i tried to pull songs that would cover every genre of music that i like and i, I did didn't succeed same. even though i have 15 songs on this list and pat you have 14 and scott you stuck to the rules you have seven yeah, songs you only get seven each so <laughs> well i'm the <laughs> fix your shit i bought the recorder so i can put as many <laughs> as i want on someone added the entire radiohead in in rainbows album to oh, this i didn't playlist. mean to do that <laughs> we were gonna do I favorite like radiohead song <laughs> favorite radiohead song we'll save that for another time but um well i picked each song has a story to me and, I mean, some of them, like, I have a Red Hot Chili Peppers song. I fucking hate the Red Hot Chili Peppers. But when I first heard this song, I was like, I need this album. I need it today. And I'm going to listen to this album all the time. And I don't care. I don't even think I really, I knew it wasn't a great album. And I, it was like a weird time, too, when, like, I started learning about bands. Like, I knew. What year? I think one hot minute. I guess we'll play this first. Yeah. Is that okay? Yep. One hot minute. Do you want to look it up? I'll look it up. I think it came out in 1995. Warped, right? The title track. This was a single that was played on BCN, um, WBCM. That's a radio station. Used to be. Used to be. You know, I'm working with some kids from the high school right now and at work. They don't know what MySpace is. Isn't Ooh, that funny? That's tough. Yeah. They also don't... Um, Good job. 
September 12th, 1995. Oh, yeah. I also, these kids don't really, like, they know what Netflix is, but, like, they kind of don't know. The concept no. of a DVD in the mail. Oh, they, they, yeah, they don't know what that is. But anyway, so the song Warped was the first track off the album, and BCM played it pretty heavy. It's got kind of a soft intro. Now, they had, they had lost John Frusciante as the guitarist, so they went with Dave Navarro. I was a big Jane's Addiction fan. I don't know why. At 12? I swear to God I was. Right. Again, wise beyond your years. Mm-hmm. So I loved this song. I don't know. This was a song I was so excited to hear on the radio. Did you get caught stealing? Once when I was five. Um, five? <laughs> and then Jane said, you're in trouble, buddy. <laughs> These are references, Emily. Okay, sorry. <laughs> it's, uh, I love that. Ritual de lo habitual. Which I think probably, I don't even want to guess the year because I don't want to be wrong. And I don't want the fact checkers to get after me. <laughs> um, but this album, I'll play the beginning. It, I, I told my parents, can you go out to Best Buy and buy this for me? And then and they, they told did. you to wash the dishes <laughs> and you were like, no. No, you're warped. <laughs> no, they, they did errands like a couple days later. They bought it for me. It, maybe it was Leech Mare. They gave it to me and I listened to it. So and my question, my follow-up question, Aeroplane is on this album? Yeah. Is that the same that's a Dave, that we all know? Yeah, and that's a Dave Navarro guitar work. That's wow. very, very obviously Dave Navarro. I feel like that was much later than 95. No. So, yeah, Warped. There's my little story. I could seriously go my whole life without liver listening to the song again, and I'd be perfectly fine. Yeah, you felt the need to put it on this list? It, It's a song that so I this, loved when I was a kid. To reiterate for the listeners... These were songs that we were tasked to come up with that define our musical tastes. I think it kind of defined how I kind of felt about... It, In the like, current day. These are songs absolutely. that define our musical tastes. It made me kind of get into bands and research and, and look up stuff. And okay, I'm not, I, this I'm not is, criticizing you. No, this you. is I'm all just, the top of my head. Fa- you are critical. The, the yeah. fact that you say you, can never, you don't care if you ever hear the song again is... But if I never had heard it, my I think my taste would be a lot different now. Okay. So, Scott, give me a song, baby. My stomach is growling right now. Did you grumble, eat supper? Grumble, grumble. I didn't eat. Yeah, I did. But Every time I say supper in front of Scott's kids, they look at me like I've Really? Kids. Yeah. Yeah. We're at dinner. Oh. I, I would figure the Golders sup. No. I, they uh, dine. My parents supped. Okay. <laughs> but I've changed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, my first, my <laughs> first track. What do your parents do? <laughs> anyway, in uh, seventh grade, there were two albums that I remember listening to a lot. Okay, one was Adam Sandler's "They're All Gonna Laugh at You." <laughs> Amazing. It was just at thirteen years old. So, what are we gonna do? Play a medium better. pace? Is that the <laughs> fucking song? <laughs> and the other was 40 Ounces to Freedom" by Sublime." Okay. And my favorite track off that album is "Don't Push." All right. So Sublime got me into ska, the beginning of punk. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of reggae on the album. Yep. Um, and this really set me on a good path, I think. This album to me was... When did this come out? Do you mind? 92. 92. All right. So I will say this. I didn't hear this until I heard the other Sublime album, and then I went back to hear this album. All right. My little Sublime story is... Date Rape was definitely a radio song yep. on BCM, yes. probably on AF. Um, I remember liking it. That doesn't age well. It doesn't. Um, but, like, that song, 
There's no way I heard it in 1992. No. But, like, I bet I heard it in 1994. Yeah. But when Sublime Sublime came out. Yeah. That's everyone. when everyone went back and listened to yeah. the, the back album. Because Bradley just died, and then it was like, right. well, you got to try to listen to I this. I wish I could potentially try to prove this. I might have had 40 ounces before self-titled. I believe it. I yeah. think Chris Rogers actually owned it, and I borrowed it for months at a time. Yeah, like, I don't know. I, I had this. It might have been the same type of thing where it was a friend's, but I don't. I remember loving self-titled. I bought that at the Sam Goody that was in the mall, the Silver City Galleria. My aunt bought it for me um, for, like, Christmas. That explicit tag. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a Rage Against Machine song on my list, but... I was surprised. The, the, the Wall, remember that store? Yeah. Do you remember The Wall? Yep. Very expensive. Very expensive, but you got the sticker, and they would replace the album if it ever got scratched. Oh, okay. I don't know anyone that that ever worked for, but... I told, asked my parents to get me Evil Empire, and the guy who was probably maybe 17. He, he could put on Vietnam and say, I'm not going to give no, you this. No, he told my parents, like, hey, if you look at the book at this, there's screenshots of the Anarchist Cookbook. They defend cop killers, Mumia Abu-Jamal. Um, and my parents were like, yeah, that's horrible, but we're still going to buy it for him, which was a good call on their <laughs> Hell part. Yeah. And good parents. Good parents. And I don't think, I mean, there was never music they said I couldn't listen to, but, like, they definitely didn't approve of it. So, but, I mean. Although they did approve of at least one song on your list that I know of. Let's see. Um, well, we got to jump. So, yeah, that's a good pick. And I, I think I would, see, me and Scott have similar music tastes as do, but, like, it's weird. As because do you and I. As do you and I. Yeah. But like I think we me had and Emily s- don't at all. <laughs> I think we had similar like I think our parents would be kind of similar. My parents really didn't listen to much music. I didn't have them buy CDs for me. Mm-hmm. I have a Sugar Ray story that we're not going to go into. Okay. I d- I remember you save that for next Sugar week. Ray. Yeah. Oh I almost, yeah. High school. I almost did an alternate list of seven completely different songs, and they would have been on that list. Okay. All right. Well, don't push. Great track. I like the story too. All right, Emily. Pause that. What do you got? This is tough. She's you, sweating. You, you have, there are droplets on her forehead. I like you take you, you so took this seriously. very seriously. It's been a month long process with this list. But you this list existed with or without this podcast or the assignment. Not this short list. You would have made this list at some point with or without the podcast. So when we left here like a month ago, whenever we set this mm-hmm. task. Five songs was the the verdict. Yes. And I went home and said, no problem. And I went through my Spotify and quickly was like, okay, this song, this song, this song. By the time that five minutes was up, there was 144 songs on that list. <laughs> I'm so bad at making lists and stuff that like, there'll be albums that I forget about just because I never saved them in Spotify or I never put them on a playlist. I have an ongoing playlist on Spotify mm-hmm. that every time I, I love a song or I want to hear a song, it's on there. So there's like a 2,500 song wow. like Spotify That's crazy. that I've got. So Excuse I went me. through that and pulled on the songs that I was like, yeah, this defines it. This is me. I need this one. I need this one. This has got to be there. Okay. 144 songs later. So trying to That's a gross that amount of down, songs. That's like why... Like, I almost feel like it's 
you you put a lot of work into it. Too but much. The did it feel like you're almost taking the fun out of it? It was stressful. She was yeah. emotionally drained. She was cutting <laughs> off pieces of herself every time she <laughs> had to remove soul, a song. Yes, and she still only came down to fifteen. <laughs> All right, so we've we've got to play a song, I suppose. All right, so we'll start with one of the oldest songs. We'll go with Patsy Cline. Okay, Walking Me- After Midnight. All right, this Patsy is here. So every song in this list, well, mo- most every song in this list is a placeholder for a genre or another like type of music song on my list this is here because i love patsy klein but mm-hmm. i also love classic country i wore my hank williams shirt I saw, I like that for this shirt. on this reason um yeah it's just that covers that genre for me i like this song i like patsy klein i dig it scott i just never listen to this stuff hmm. i don't i looked it's at emily's soft. list i you know, may not have heard any of those songs at any point in my life. What are some other like classic so. country artists you listen to? Hank Williams, Lucinda, mm-hmm. uh, his wife. Yep. I mean, it's Willie Nelson could be put yeah. in that camp. Um, there's a great song that the Newsroom featured. I know the Newsroom is not. I like Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> <laughs> Tom T. Hall. Um, Tom T. Yeah. Hall. I listened to a little bit lately because yeah. the podcast I like was talking about him. Um, I classic country, whatever honky tonk. Yeah. Um, Waylon Jennings. Yeah, like there's a Waylon Jennings song that I love. I, I can't remember the name, but he, it's like, "What would Hank do?" As he talks, so I love that song. Yeah. So good, but this is good. I mean, I I feel bad that it hurt so bad to make the list. It didn't hurt. It was yeah. like a lot of self-reflecting that I'm not comfortable doing. So how do you come into this song? Yeah, I was gonna say, where did you first hear it? When I was a child. You guys didn't hear this as a child on the radio? I don't know. <laughs> what, how old are you? Wait a minute. <laughs> like Oldies. You did, what what, you what year is this? Is this like 70? 55? 57, I think. Yeah. Okay, so when the hell? Such I a little kid. The, the oldies stations when I was a little kid. See, they, they I... like songs that are 15 years old. <laughs> this would have been 35. You're <laughs> talking about oh, the AM gold, radio? golden oldies. Remember that song AM radio by Everclear? Casey yes. This Casey. is what yeah. he's talking about. All right. So... <laughs> Um, and so this sticks with you from when you were a kid. Yeah. Okay. I don't think. See, you probably had a much more open mind. Who who would listen to this? Your mom or your dad? Neither. But we all. I always had the oldies stations on as a kid. Okay. One hundred three point three. Yeah. One hundred five point seven. Before it was like classic rock. It was oldies, and then it went to country, and then it went back to classic rock. And this fits in oldies? Yeah. That's okay. at the time. Yeah, that when they now talk oldies about is oldies. Like 80s. Well, also, <laughs> don't mix up classic rock and oldies. No, I'm not, but I'm thinking more like Beach Boys <laughs> a, type stuff. I would put that in the same category as like Fun in the Sun Beach Boys. Yeah. This yeah. is not Pet Sounds Beach Boys. No. You got to get different levels here of your boys at the beach. Um, I also tried to put some female sounds on my list because I had a feeling you guys were going to leave them off. <laughs> what are we? Just garbage. We <laughs> so actually related to the Sublime pick, yep. I did want to try to get a female artist on there because I have been listening to a lot more. His of wife them. wouldn't I, I was shocked that you didn't have you, any. Yeah, you, uh, well, I was going for what influenced me and I just never listened to much. So my only possible option was going to be Gwen Stefani. 
because she has a song it's with... It's not what influences you. It's what, it's what you like to listen to. It's going to be Seeing Red. So it could have been... We all interpreted this differently. Apparently. Seeing Red. Saw Red, yeah. Saw Red, sorry. Uh, oh, that's a good song. It is a great so, song. But that, and I just didn't, I didn't have no doubt Tragic Kingdom, so I couldn't in good conscience go forward with Gwen, but she was my closest. It's also on 40 Ounces, right? No, it's on Secondhand Smoke. Really? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Look that up for me. <laughs> I thought it... But I'm not doubting you're wrong, but... I'm not doubting that you I listen to a lot of Sublime. Okay. Well, that that's a, there's a lot to unpack here with all that right, Patsy we'll, Klein pick. I like it, though. We'll keep and, going with it. All right. Well, I'm going to go to- Album Robin the Hood? It was on Robin the Hood. It was on Robin? Okay. Mm-hmm. Robin album sucks. I mean, yeah, that I did, Actually, I didn't own that, own that yeah, one. It's garbage. So. That was in the bargain. Thing. I'm surprised you didn't. On it. Yeah. Marshall, whatever. All right. I'm going to play a track. Um I'm going to play something a little recent that I heard. Uh, one of my favorite bands and a genre that I got into pretty much, it's probably their, one of my top 18 bands, um, is the band Husker Du or Husker Du, however you want to call them. When I worked at Curry College Radio Station, I uh, they had a Greatest Hits album. It might have been a live record, but the song Don't Want to Know If You're Lonely, which... I had heard before, I need to play it at some point, but I, I think I had heard it before. I heard a cover of it. Jesus Christ, I'm trying Who to, covered, do you know? Uh, I think the band called is, is called The World Is My Fuse. I'm trying to play it. Have you heard this song before? I don't think so. I listened to this playlist that we created multiple times. I do like this song. Great song. When I first heard this, I said, that's a band I need to get into. Bought the album. It's a great record, great band. I saw Bob Mould live last year. Might have been might have been the year before last. Green great. Day covered it. Really? Mm-hmm. It sent me down a rabbit hole of music from Minneapolis. It made me get the, the book. Uh, actually, they were written about in our band, Could Be Your Life, which is on that bookshelf. Um, just a great band got me into the replacements i love the replacements they're probably like legit so you heard this before the replacements i had heard well that's a tricky question because i had heard this song before but i didn't really know much about husker do i had definitely seen the logo i had definitely seen the name written but uh the umlaut sticks with you yeah it does but like i had heard the song bastards of young by the replacements but like i it never I didn't hear it enough to be like I need to buy that but when I worked at the Curry College radio station they had another Replacements Greatest Hits uh, album and then I listened to that and like I would have put Alex Chilton on here by the Replacements it made my long list that's that would be like that's probably my favorite song of all time but it didn't I heard other things that got me there and this song was one of them so yeah great song what do you think of it Somehow I, th- I missed Husker Du and Replacements. It's a whole, and I've never been proud of it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It, this, it's not too late, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Music ain't going <laughs> anywhere. Go um, Scott? Is it Scott's turn? Yeah. Scott's turn, uh, yep. Number two for me is Pennywise, Perfect People. Fuck the perfect... Screw the perfect people. Fuck, F- the, fuck the perfect people. Shit, they all look the same? A lot of cursing. You're okay. close. You mix it up. So... This song was among a handful of Pennywise songs that was on the arcade game Top Skater 
that was at the Charlie Horse. Okay. And <laughs> me and Chris Rogers. Two shout outs for Chris on this. Yeah. He, Get him on the he show. He influenced your music. He did. Or I should say you guys influenced each other. You were, it yeah. was a mutual thing. He, he went the white power route. Um, <laughs> good stuff. So Chris had connections at the Charlie Horse and he would just get a bucket of tokens and we could just play all day and it was a skateboard game where you're on the skateboard and doing tricks and all this stuff but the soundtrack was all Pennywise and it was all unedited which at that's ridiculous 13 14 years old was great yeah and this song really just sent me down a long storied path of punk music that I still love yeah and this song in particular feel like it still applies today it does the message stands whether you're 13 or 37 <laughs> um i heard this album the same time you did uh, a friend of mine had it uh, i bought it i think i i owned it it's a it's probably their best record yeah it, i think it's gyms. by far their best record it's very tight that, um the production's insane it's so good it pops that low end is awesome i don't know who produced it i'm gonna guess I don't know. I don't Somebody want to be... at Epitaph. They must have had one main producer. Yeah. So I never got into Pennywise. They, I bet they're got. A, they got they're a new lead kicking. singer now. They don't have. Well, he came back at some yeah. point, but there's a, little, there's a documentary about it. I watched it during the quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good fathers. stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a good song. All right, Emily. We got about. We. We got about we have about an hour that we can keep going. Ooh, okay. That's I mean, we're more at, than we're I was gonna, expecting. We're gonna have well, to edit out. You gotta edit out all that MAGA yeah. stuff <laughs> in the beginning. That's true. Uh, I don't think I'll get this posted until maybe Monday. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. You got time. I can't do it tonight. Right. Anyway, you got time. Emily, your turn to pick a song that we're gonna tear apart here. I'm this just gonna is, keep going chronologically. Jocks. So I got two songs from 1963 to pick, and I'm gonna go with Sam Cooke. Nothing can change this love. Okay, Sam Cooke. Where are you, buddy? Purple album. Sammy. Oh, that background, that fucking feedback (laughs) is terrible, but I don't think it's very very loud. Okay, Sam Cooke, Sam Cooke. Nothing can change this love off the album, Mr. Soul. It's Sam Cooke. (laughs) Born to be a DJ. (laughs) I like Sam Cooke. What do you think, Scott? Outside of me. I would like to listen to this, but I just, I never did. Yeah. There's a lot of Sam Cooks I could have chosen. Would this be considered Motown? This is Soul. Okay, so this was... Mr. Soul. Um, No, Motown is one of the genres that I didn't get on this list, and then I struggled Did you have the Ronettes on here? Yeah, that's, that's my girl group. I think it's mine, too. Are you all right with the cat? Uh, <laughs> uh, how many soundtracks just, is this on? Oh, at least one that I can think of. God, it's probably on a hundred. Are you thinking of the same one I'm thinking of, Scott? I don't know. I can't place it. The Stephen King Eleven. Oh no, uh, I never watched that. James show. Franco. Oh, uh, you did. Eleven twenty-two. You didn't watch it? No, I didn't. What? Um, Give this, us a story. There's really no story except that I love Sam Cooke. You can't beat his voice. Best voice in the industry. So smooth. In the business. Yeah. It's good. That's all I got. I mean, I could have gone with more well-known songs of his. I think that... Uh, no. This is this is good. I like this. It's just... 
it just puts you in a very relaxed very serene serene pleasant mood cool which we can all use right yeah we can so you're welcome i like it i'm in a punk mode (laughs) all right well i'm gonna go to mine now story for this song is i will say it's convoluted but it's kind of funny um obviously for a lot of people I, I, I need to interject. I don't have stories like you guys have for each of my songs. <laughs> I was just like reaching for genres and no, wanted to make sure no, I, I covered think, most of my I bases. I think this more speaks to how what music means to us. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead with your... Um, this is the song J.A.R. by Green Day. This was off of the movie Angus. It was on the soundtrack. I loved Angus. Really? I've yes. never seen it. I just know the song. You just know that song. Yeah. <laughs> it's so- such a good movie. It's such a good teen movie. This song was a pretty big radio hit. I don't know where it charted. Uh, call in if you know. Um, Angus is a great soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, it was. I forget what else was on it. Angus Bethune. So this came out, uh, it must have came out after Dookie, but before Insomniac? I don't know. I don't, if, if, if I'm wrong, whatever, but. It's got a Dookie feel to it. It does, but it has the production off of Insomniac to yeah. me, but. But that's that's Insomniac drums. But anyway, I was really into Green Day. I bought Insomniac like the day it came out. I'm just going to pause it or turn it down. So I did this thing where I taped this off the radio. One of my things. I loved I doing that. I kind of missed that. I do miss that. Because it's so crazy now that like if you want a song, you just have it. There's no work to nope. be done. And when you were young, like, you know, 10, 11, 12, yeah. 13. You'd have to sit there and listen to the radio and wait for it to come on, mm-hmm. hit record, and then quickly hit yep. pause. And yep. if the DJ talked over it, he fucked it up. Yep. A lot of BCM would play some songs at the same time. Um, I remember that BCM would play. Actually, one of my stories is I can tell you the exact time I heard the song on the radio, time of day. But so this song, you cut it off the radio, and then it, it must have come out. I'm going to say, like, God. Like, it came out in the summertime. And in Marshfield, across from me, these people were renting the house. And they were, like, three girls who were my same age. Uh-oh. I don't remember <laughs> how I knew that one of the girls liked Green Day. And that was all you needed to know. So I would listen to music. <laughs> I would listen to music on my boombox and play basketball. <laughs> my mom, my dad put a hoop on the telephone pole. Roll by on the skateboard slowly. Yeah. <laughs> So I would play basketball and listen to the boombox, but I was, but I knew that this girl liked Green Day. I don't remember how, so I played this song on the tape Just while waiting, playing basketball. Waiting for her. And she said to me, "She goes, how do you have this song?" And I go, "I must have told her I taped it off the radio." She's like, "I love Green Day," and I was like, "Cool." I know. And I, I should have said that, but like I don't remember <laughs> no, anything you shouldn't else. Have said no, that. I know. <laughs> So I think it's still one of their best songs. It's, it's a, a great song. song. This part sucks, but the rest of the song is good. So, yeah, and it, they kind of it was on their greatest hits. So it kind of like got a little. They might have like re-released it or whatever. It might have been a song they played off, played off of the greatest hits album. But yeah, that was that story. I don't remember anything else that happened with that girl. Nothing. 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 <laughs> there was nothing else. I need someone to that fill in the it. blanks. <laughs> All right, Scott, hit me with a song. Next, we're gonna go to Tool. Lateralis. All right. We all love Tool. I'm so glad you pronounced that because I was reading it and looking and thinking Lateralis. That's Lateralis. It's Lateralis. Do you like Tool, Emily? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Lucky this is, uh, they have it because they're pretty new to Spotify. Yeah, about a year ago. 
should I jump ahead? No, the baby no, beans. No, it's button. good. It's good. Um, it's all now, the same thing over and over. They covered this song, but without this sounds very similar to No Quarter by Led Zeppelin. They did. Co- they covered No Quarter. Yeah, but this sounds like No Quarter. A little too. bit, but it builds into something different. Yeah. My my lateralis story is the second or third time I saw Tool. Me and Scott have seen Tool together. I think. Three or four times? Yeah, I've seen him five or six. Mm-hmm. When? What what time frame are we talking about here? The first time I saw him was a birthday present from my parents when I was 16 or 17. Okay. Who'd you go with? Andrew Blake. So you were in Tim high school? Tim Johnson. I went with Scott and Tim Johnson, too. Yeah, that was. Uh, Tim's gone with a lot of Tool shows. But this specific one was, I think it was the Lateralis Tour, and they were playing at UMass Amherst. And fucking I, hike and a half. And I was dating Christine at the time. Okay. And she was at Amherst. So we went up there. We saw the show together. This song, Emily doesn't know this, but they reference a lot of colors in it. Okay. It's black and white and red and yellow. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the live show is just like a giant strobe light flashing all these colors around as they're singing it. And it's really a, it's a wonderful spectacle. The song is kind of beautiful. Um, Have you ever heard Scott talk like this before? I haven't. And so after the show, I had been dating Christine for probably a year, year and a half. She says, oh no, she didn't go to UMass Amherst. Her friend did. After the show, she says, that is the happiest I've ever seen you. Oh, you did tell me the story. (laughs) And, you know, that's what Tool did for me for a while. (laughs) And you guys stay together for (laughs) another another month or two. (laughs) That's a really nice... Uh, I can't imagine Scott with a big smile on his Me face. Me either. But it's a nice image, right? Tool puts on a good show. I think Scott, as myself, it, when you see a, lot, a band that you like live and they're like good, because you can see bands that you like live and they're like unimpressive. Fall Out Boy. You saw Fall Out Boy live? No, Jim did. Oh. Well, you see a band that you like, because some of it is like, hey this band's coming to town i have to see them they're my favorite band i don't do that as much anymore but to see a band you truly like kill it i mean i saw tool last year and it was fine and you you'd like them but you're not a huge fan i kind of punched last out last year yeah i did you uh, went you with too? No, sarah she got very fucked up and passed out in her chair she likes tool okay um but they were it it was they, yeah, but that's this is that's this old May, tool. Maynard, Maynard, he went up, punched in the clock, did his thing, and left. There yeah, was nothing it, there. But 15 years ago, 20 years ago, they put on a hell of a show. Mm-hmm. They did. Um, why, why don't we... I think we and you can kill two birds with one stone with the next song. Emily's up. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm going to jump my chronological order and go to the very... Well, not quite the last one. Father Christmas by the Kinks. All right. And I put this on here because I felt like I love the Kinks. I needed a mm-hmm. Kinks song. My list was lacking. But also, we've talked about Christmas music on this podcast before. You, the two of you are anti-Christmas music. 100% anti. Extremely. I, not, I, not only do I not like it, I don't think it should be allowed. Visceral reactions. Like, I want I to vomit. I am capable, and this goes along with your last story, of allowing joy into my heart. And especially in the Christmas season, season experiencing the glad tidings that come with Christmas. Sure. And you two are not. No. Except no, when, the, <laughs> when Tool is yeah. playing live, apparently, is the only time you can experience joy. 
So See, I, like, I like Christmas music, certain types of Christmas music, and this is one of my favorite Christmas songs. This is a good, a I like song. this a lot. Yeah, I don't know the song. This but is yeah. I'll this can't to this. be limited to just Christmas. No. Joni Mitchell, The River. It's a great song. Is that a Christmas song? Yes, but also not limited to Christmas. Yeah. The waitresses. I don't know that Christmas one. Christmas rapping. Yes, you do. Christmas rapping. Give me a. I, I can't. I can't sing right. it. It's not Are you a good singer? <laughs> no. Okay. I like this. I would pick a different King song. Well. But it's not my list. I had a different song, a different band for the British Invasion genre of my musical choice. Yeah. But I felt like the Kinks had to be represented, and then I also got the Christmas music sure. side. No, this is. Too. I like it. I've never heard this. I love the Good production. Choice. The guitar is wicked. It's crunchy. very so the Kinks. What they do really well is satire, mm-hmm. commentary on society. Lola. Yep. This is a great example. Destroyer. Of mm-hmm. It's good stuff. I like it. Well, see, I see so you do. You guys do like Christmas songs. You just don't. But know. see, this isn't like you strict. There's a little bit of I like um, Christmas music. There's some gray area here that we'll play around in next time for it's the called Christmas. Father episode. Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm listening to the lyrics, and you can tell that he, they are doing like a Who type thing, where the Who were they would talk about like money grabs and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean they're they're talking about society and. Capitalism and commercialism and yeah. all that stuff, which they do very well. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go on a deep dive with the Kinks. You? What year is that? Seventy? I'm gonna say sixty-seven. Sixties? Did I put it on my list? Hold on. Seventy-eight. Late okay. 70s. Well, I'm gonna play two songs. We're gonna kill two birds with one stone. The last band that anybody. We couldn't do a podcast without bringing up the band Tree. Give me whales. Oh, wait. Hold on. Pause. Pause here. <laughs> Can't do a podcast without... I could probably can, get... Can we get the origin story of your friendship? Sure. Doesn't it involve the band Tree? No. No. It involves bad religion. Bad yeah. religion. That's the yeah. band. Never mind. Skip. I mean, that's a good story, but it, it, I've told it so many times, but... But there's a bad religion song. We well, can the, get the to The bad that religion later. story is that this was sophomore year of school. High school. High school. And I didn't really know Scott freshman year. I knew Jim freshman year, but um, like the first day of school, I don't remember how, but me and I realized Scott liked Bad Religion. I so think I just, it was like a poster in a stairwell locker, or something. something. It was in a stairwell, 100% going up <laughs> yeah. the stairs. And I kept so asking cute. him Bad Religion questions, which was... And he was extremely annoyed. I think you were... Tried it. You had some place to be. We're moving. I'm just... And he goes, all right, all right, all right. Like... <laughs> Enough with the bad religion. Like, that's what he said. <laughs> and I, I don't remember. Look at us now. Look at us now. Top of the world. But <laughs> another band that we both like, and I don't really listen to bad religion that much anymore. I have a song by them. Hopefully we can get to it. Um, but a band that we both love. I mean, this isn't. I don't even know how we got into the band Tree. I have I no idea. Either. I, I don't know either. Because the internet wasn't really going. I mean, do you remember the trees webpage? Yeah, tree music. It was fucking awful. You could like post on the message board. So how many times do we see tree? Not as many as I wanted, but six, seven? seven. Yeah. I mean, how many times have you seen in the last five years? Three times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Emily, what do you think of this song? I just have to say, I listened to this playlist a lot after we put it together collectively. Mm -hmm. This is your worst low point. What about Blind Me? This song, no, Blind Me I liked. 
this song would end and one of my songs would come on <laughs> and it was like a weight a massive <laughs> weight lifted off my shoulders that's so funny this song is all about police brutality i just don't want to hear people screaming at me yeah well Dave, you can you can scream in songs and scream like Dave, as part of Dave a song. Dave Tree is not a good singer. You just I don't want to be screamed at for how long is the song? Two, Two and minutes and sixteen it's seconds. A short song, but it feels a lot longer. <laughs> well, so they opened every show with this song, and which was kind of like, all right, we get like we saw them live last two years ago. Time doesn't exist anymore. At the no, it we saw a reunion thing. Yeah, for they the, played like five songs. No, they played like four. And Question many. Abuse was, they played like three, and Question Abuse was one of them. And, and I'm like, dude, they you could have skipped Question. It's probably <laughs> the only one they remember how, to, remember how to play, though. Like, that's... I, I Tree shows were, they were great. the most fun I had as a teenager. Yeah, I, I mean, a band that was totally our own, that we both liked, we could, could get up, not get enough of them. We I could mean, get up to the front row, yep. sing along with Dave every time, hop in the pit. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, the first time we saw him was Jared's place. No, it was we got off at Kendall oh, Square yeah. instead of Kenmore Square, mm-hmm. which that is not close. Nope, and no way. We had to get to to Kenmore Square, so we looked up when we saw the Sitco sign. We're like, well, let's hoof it, <laughs> and we walked <laughs> like three two and a half, three yeah. miles to get to the show, and we were super early because it was like our first real show. Yeah, and but we saw Big D in the kids table. Mm-hmm. Uh, were the damn personals there? I don't think so. That was I was trying to look through Dan Personal's history. Um, we but. also saw them at this place called Jared's Place in Attleboro, which seemed like so far away at the time. Yeah. But it's like, dude, it's <laughs> so close. It's so close. <laughs> and then we went to go see him once and had to leave before it was they even the came last on. train. Oh. It's great that you remember the stories exactly like I do. Yeah. Because we w- it was in Cambridge and the last train was twelve twenty-five and it the night yeah. just, it was the Jaeger sponsored show. And we just we I don't remember like being that disa- disappointed of leaving. I, I remember no, we had a good time. Yeah, well, we were nervous too. I didn't want to tra- miss that train. We were Let taking me ask the train you guys back this. from the last stop on the red line. Yeah. So your list that you put together is it all teenage songs? Because it's se- no. like like between the ages of ten and nineteen, let's say. Mine are. I heard these are all teenage so far. And songs that you, Scott, you probably revisit these songs. I, I definitely do a tree thing every three months. But you said you don't ever care to hear that Red Hot Chili Pepper song no. again. No. It's had on a, your list. had a big impact on me. Okay. Same with you, Scott? Um, I listen to most of these occasionally. Okay. <laughs> I mean... I can't believe we're still listening to this song. I, this is a different one. This is Blind Me. It is. I went into, so the first <laughs> oh, time I Oh, I was thinking it, of the Bad Religion song. Never mind. I don't like Blind Me. Oh, that was Question Abuse. Tri- that was by Tree as well. No, I was thinking of Blind by Face to Face. That's oh. the Blind oh. song. I was going to take Face that Face to Face is a much better band. Yes. All right. We'll, go to, I'll just, we'll just kick. We'll do a little speed round here. This is well, Blind. We'll get Emily going. No, go ahead. We can go with this. this. I song. love this song. This is a good song. This was a, a radio song, too. Yeah. Um, I just really liked it. The way the bass pops. I just have to cr- say, for the record, I do not like "Blind Me" by Tree. This is the, the song I thought that <laughs> yeah. I was talking about. I just this I was can like play you so many worse Tree songs. <laughs> oh my Emily. god! I mean, please yeah. don't. So this my song, love of AIDS. Is that yeah. where it stems from? There's a song called "Surf AIDS." I tried to catch, catch the, the sickest, sickest wave. I ended up catching fucking AIDS. AIDS. Wow. <laughs> um, Very political. Yeah, it's uh. No, this is now more than ever. That we have to worry about the surf fades, but 
All right, we got through the tree. We That's did. where uh, we'll edit that out. <laughs> um, so, what do you got now? Me? Yeah. She was what? so disgusted by a tree. Ugh. Okay, let's go with. Uh, Have you ever liked a bad song before? Of course. Okay. I mean, what's a bad song? Question abuse. Question abuse. I don't. Th- no. I could probably be okay. I don't like that song. I mean, uh, t- tell me what a bad song is, and I'll tell you. If I don't. I don't really know. Do Do you believe in guilty pleasures? We've talked about this already. Okay, on the show. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> do you believe in guilty pleasures? <laughs> All right. Call All right. the fucking Emily. election. All Next right. Pick. Let's go with Out on the Weekend by Neil Young. All right. Out on the Weekend. Folks, it's Friday. You know where you're going. Out on the Weekend. <laughs> I don't really know what I can say about Neil Young that hasn't already been said. He's Canadian. He's Canadian. <laughs> uh, I will say this that I used to love Ryan Adams now that he was been canceled. Mm hmm. He, I've gotten more into his influences now, mm-hmm. and he just flat out doesn't rip off Neil Young's songs, but the whole, between the harmonica and the acoustic guitar, he definitely rips them off a lot. Yeah. So, I'd rather listen to this. Scott, uh, what do you think? Uh, expound on. I like a lot of what I consider musical geniuses. Okay. And Neil Young would be up there for me okay. as a musical genius. Would you, would you um, compare this to my love for sporting events with mm. people at the top of their game? No, because I don't know music as well as you know sports. Okay, but it's what you consider to be the best in their field, right? Yeah, Not yes the best, no. but high. Yes no. So this song, I mean, obviously I love Neil Young. I put him on this list and this song in particular um, to represent all of the bands that are featured in The Last Waltz. I like that. So I, I didn't have room for Joni Mitchell. I didn't have room for the band. I didn't have room for Van Morrison. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. I got a whole you know, like qualifier for the, okay. the top B's in my life. B is in Bob Dylan. B is in the Beatles. Um, I'm just going to let this ride out for a minute. So, this Neil Young, this song represents folk music. It rep- represents the last waltz for me. I got into Neil Young when I was probably late high school, early college, and never looked back. Listen to him all the time. He's very politically active. Even though he's from Canada, he's packed a, a pickup truck and headed down to LA, and he's here now and he's in the American system and he's I saw him live a couple years ago was and good? he was great yeah would you listen to this skillet I think it's um, Emily listens to music for different reasons than I listen to music these are all very think? relaxing lovely songs I don't and there's a place exactly in that, coming off me. of tree but I'm looking to get fucking amped <laughs> yeah you know, sometimes or I don't know. I think my my songs can get me amped. I my long list. There was a lot of dancing in the woods. If there's hunter cams out there that captured me on the, <laughs> the cameras, a, is I'm that sorry. A deer upright? No. <laughs> <laughs> the, so the the songs I landed on are not exactly dance songs. However, my long list. I will say the songs that make me dance are not the songs that make other people dance. I have come to realize in my 36 years of life. Okay. But 
This doesn't get you amped? No. But I like it. I was going to say, I, I can, I don't, being amped doesn't have to be a song like Question Abuse by Trey. <laughs> but, uh. It does though. No. I don't know. No, this doesn't get me amped at all. Shout out to our friend Dan, who I think this is also his favorite Neil Young song. You made me a Neil Young mix CD back in the day. Did I really? Yeah. It had uh, I hope this was Montezuma. On okay, yeah. That was on yep. it. I just remember the writing on it. Thank I have, you. We have exchanged mixes. Yeah, That's we have. That's kind of cute I, in our friendship. Yeah, I don't remember, like, it might have been, couldn't have been 20 years ago. I didn't have the course. No, no, like no. 2008. It was probably Jeopardy days. Yeah, yeah. that's funny because we had a. You were doing a crossword puzzle, and bar trivia was one of the answers. Yep. And I was like, "Those were the glory days." They really were. Those it, were. They were good. It, this is a typical Wednesday. Tuesday. Go, Tuesday. What, what, go over Scott's at noon. He comes back. Three. Oh, no, you come let me in on your lunch break. Oh, Jesus. I'd come over. 12-pack of summer shandies. Maybe a four-pack of Guinness as well. You drink six by the time Scott comes home. This You're is nice and not buzz. me, for the record. This was you guys. Oh, my next song is playing. Oh, that's okay. Go ahead. Continue. Um, it fits the. This is the vibe we were going for back in the day. Very frantic. Yep. You're guzzling your summer shandies. The boys are coming over to play wiffle ball. No one had a real career yet, even though wiffle we were 28. God, we were. Wiffle ball was the best. Uh, we were way too old. 24, way too old. 24. No. no. No, 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 2008, we were 24. She's, this was not. Two th- it was 100% 2008, 2009. I mean, I got married in 2010. Yeah. You know what? You might be right. 2011. One of you might I, be right. He looks at Scott. No, <laughs> because I have to frame it with me because we did stop playing. Like, I still wanted to play, but I think everyone agreed that we weren't going to play anymore. We had rock band days. Yeah, but those went on after, well after oh, that. Oh, man. I like See, four like, 25-year-olds rocking out. Our friend it. Jim was always like, when he stopped doing something, that really like took a lot of steam out of everything. Well, he's so uh, demonstrative about yeah. like making a point. Jim but anyway, was never involved with bar trivia. No, but like <laughs> I remember, and like that lasted for a while. Yeah. So like, if we were gonna play wiffle ball, and he's like, "I'm not playing," but I'm gonna come over and refuse to play, and then nobody's gonna want to play. Like yeah. Brad, the worst wiffle ball player I've ever seen. But he, he loved. He, he loved, loved it. playing. It's so fun. It is fun. We play very serious. The foul pole, the foul pole we erected. Um, I, we used to we throw it. You could throw it as hard as you want. Scott had the riser, which we've thrown those in the past couple of years. But anyway, Emily frolicking on the stones in yep. the yep. backyard. I just know good six times. summer shand. You drink twelve summer shandies, and you drink so like you don't even get that <laughs> drunk <laughs> off of them. No, you then you go do give bar tri- diabetes. Yeah, you, then you do bar trivia, and you drink probably Guinness. Maybe some more summer shandies. Yet we'd still win. We'd still win. We went with the cocktails. We had them making the purple. Again, not me. The Grateful Dead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, this is a great song by a local artist, Jonathan Richman. And the Modern Lovers. Um, I'm not a band that I've surprisingly ever done a super deep dive. You really should. Because to me... First of all, it doesn't matter who you are. This is like a definitive indie rock punk song. Exactly. This, this is my indie rock band. They mentioned Stop and Shop in it, right? Yep. So like everybody, anytime I ever hear someone talk about the song, they bring up Stop and Shop, and that's 
kind of a New England thing. I, there might be some other places, but they have so many, like, Jonathan Richmond is such a weird dude, and he stretches so many genres slash interpretive dance slash... So he is my, or this band is also, like... The musical genius theory. Again, yes. But also the placeholder for the Talking Heads for me, because he and David Byrne are very similar in my mind. Yeah. David Byrne is obviously a little bit more out there with his abstract art. Mm-hmm. I've never listened to the Talking Heads. Are you serious? Yeah. The, uh... I am shocked. I mean, I know the radio songs. I don't know... The documentary is fucking great. Really? What's, Coming from... What was it? Stop talking. Stop making sense. Stop making sense. Stop talking heads. Like, Stop talking Stop talking heads. Come ahead. I need to catch my breath for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Surprise. Pat, I'm shocked. Really? I've seen David Byrne live. And it was tremendous. I don't know the music, though. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a talking heads we thing. We definitely need to do a talking heads thing. We'll have oh, to, my God. I, yeah. All right. Now I'm sad. I should have put Talking Heads instead of Jonathan Richmond on this. I, I think that we need to write down Talking Heads. Go to the next song before okay. my, my next right. one comes up. Uh, but Jonathan I'll, Richmond, I love him. I've seen him like four times. He's amazing every time. Um, I cannot get over that you haven't seen the Talking Heads. Or you don't listen to the Talking <laughs> Heads. Yeah, I saw David Byrne live. It was sick. He played during the day at Bonnaroo. Oh, okay. Uh, his new movie, American Utopia, is also pretty good. I'm so- God. It takes... Shocked. For you to get in, like, I'm not surprised you like the Talking Heads, but like, what is like the tipping point for you to get into something? What, what is that? Like, there, there's like a a, thing, a list for what? you where like, it has to do like then 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 then, and then you're like, I will watch and get into it. Daniel Johnson is way off. I I thought maybe <laughs> I could get him with Daniel Johnson, but, but no. I didn't get the impression he hated Daniel Johnson. I he, just think he that he put Bombay Bicycle Club ahead of him. Yeah. He did. Have- I think that's a statement about mental health in America <laughs> that you're making. Um, what are we listening to now? This is the Diamond Sea by Sonic Youth. My neighbor, Nick Daniels, had this Speaking album. Daniel Johnson. Sonic Youth is one of the best band names of all time. Really? If not, maybe the best. Maybe the best. Maybe the best band name of all time. Although I do like the Modern Lovers. Modern Lovers is a great name, too. Um, Sonic... The tree is a bad name for a band, right? <laughs> and Tool. Tool, tool is, is a bad worse. name. But uh, my neighbor had this. I love the name of the band. First song I ever heard. People would probably call this one of their weaker albums. I love this song. We're going to listen to the whole thing. No, we're not. No, it's 19 minutes. <laughs> I just remember that they Nick had an older brother that liked bands like Nirvana, Sonic Youth. Uh, he liked Rage Against the Machine. And I was just like, I'm like, this is cool. I don't even know if it's good. I never really got into Sonic Youth, but I just remember liking the song. And when you hear a band named Sonic Youth, I probably thought it was like a heavy metal band. I mean, this came out in like 92. So hearing the song, I was like, this is very pleasant. And it just always stuck with me. I do like the song. I I, I wouldn't listen to the whole thing because I don't like long songs. No, it's the same thing. It's that same guitar thing. Scott, hit me. Next Scott's track is going to be. For the I'm, I'm, I'm really not. I'm trying to find a treat. Uh, Led Zeppelin, Ramble On. Ramble On, everybody. Hey, it's Friday night. The weekend's getting started. What are you guys going to do? I know what I'm doing. I'm rambling on. <laughs> so, I uh, had my late 60s, early 70s phase. I missed a lot of the stuff you guys like. I went more of the Apparently Ze- just me, because Pat didn't listen to the Talking Heads. So. <laughs> I went I more Zeppelin, Doors, Floyd. Um, 
I, I really f- liked Led Zeppelin a lot. I got a Floyd song on my list. I think I might have taken it off, though. No, it's still there. Okay. Uh, I, I bought, like, a best of. There was four CDs. I oh, it the, was... Uh, the song remains the same, live DVD. Is that the one that was, like, white? one of the first stoned music experiences I had. Um, I'm not a, the biggest Led fan, but I got way too caught up in the stealing. Uh, they did a folk music. Uh, yep. So that's where I, you know, I just don't know. I know it existed. I know that they took and borrowed. They've been stolen. cleared of it all. Yeah, but they still did it, you know. Mm-hmm. But I love listening to them. And the little bonus treat on songs like this is Lord of the Rings references. Yeah. Some people would call that the opposite of a treat. No, a it's trick. definitely <laughs> a treat. But, like, some people think that the Nordic stuff and the Lord of the Rings stuff is very annoying. Sure. I mean, I you're, like, write, you're I writing like a it. song. Who, who cares? That's true. So I, I, I like Zeppelin Mortar. a lot. Yeah. All right. This is a good pick. I, I was surprised when I saw the song on the list. I wanted to know why you liked it. Yeah. Because you were so too. resistant to the list. Well, there were two Led Zeppelin songs on his long list. Well, I wanted one Zeppelin song. Like, I, What was the, the other one you had? Misty Mountain Hop. Okay. Yeah. And I like that a lot, too. I like I love a lot of their songs. Whenever I'm listening to them, I don't want to turn them off. Yeah. This part's awesome. It's gonna. This is sixties, right? I, this might have been seventy-two. I think so. This has a. This part is a real sixties. Sixty-nine. This part to me is a very sixties feel, but they were way ahead of the time. This was considered yeah. heavy metal back in the day. Was it really? Mm-hmm. So that's my my Zeppelin. All right. I just I I like a lot of music from that era. But it's very specified into just a handful of bands. Here we go. I mean, I wanted to put an emo song on. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't make it. Although I got. I just kind of like I've okay. Get up, kids. I mean, I listened to them. First album I heard was uh, something right home about. Do you like the Get Up Kids? Yes. Do you love the Get Up Kids? I did love the Get Up Kids. I feel like it doesn't hold up to me. This song is timeless. So, this was in this part right here. Guy, have you heard this before? I don't think so. I've heard covers of this. Tony had to have played this for you. No, you wouldn't put up for that with that. I don't know. Now, this track... I would imagine that 95.5 played this once no, or twice. No, no. Really? Never on the radio. Nope. Interesting. I don't know where the first time I heard it was. This and Saves the Day were like a, a group listen. I was me. late to both those bands. I was but, too. But I like when I first heard... But I've I think seen I heard Stay times. What You Are before I heard Through Being Cool. So, my friend Chris... Mm-hmm. And his BMX group. They were the ones who introduced me to this band and Saves the Day. Um, <laughs> they're looking at a thing on the phone. I don't know what it is. It's been called for Biden. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Sorry. So, it's same with you. I was late to the game. But I don't know how they heard about it. But it was like a, a BMX show culture thing. Yeah. I mean, it was emo. It was punk. It was cool. 
I just did not. I don't know. It never really. This song is great. Coming clean is great, but something right home about it struck me as a. I mean, this. I mean, Campfire Kansas is a great song. Yeah. That album stinks. I know that it song sucks. Is good. <laughs> but that song album's is good. good. I, I. I mean, these no, are the hard hitting conversations we're gonna have on the podcast. <laughs> Uh, get up kids overrated these two guys are distracted over here i don't know what's going on but there's some sharing <laughs> of the phone don't worry about it i'm there's not worried going but on. you're so concerned think about i feel like, left out imagine if saves the day and the get up kids never made another album after stay what you are and there's something right home about they'd be i'd be fine with that there some like saves a day sucked so bad after stay what you are <laughs> i'm just I'm, I'm mad about it no i i liked yeah well yeah you're right all right we listened to that whole song why don't you pick a song emily all right let's go with the ronettes we gotta do like a speed round here the ronettes all right be hey everybody find the one you love whisper in your ear be my baby i don't know what that was but so i was a radio <laughs> dj in the 1950s you hear that, folks, in the background? What do they call that? The wall of sound. That's right. Phil Spector at the controls. This guy. He's, he was a murderer. He's twisting the knobs. He's looking at Ronnie Spector. He smacks her, says sing better. Yep. He abused her. This is Happens. great. Um, a little film I like to call Goodfellas. Oh, <laughs> this is in Goodfellas. Okay. Also in Dirty Dancing. Is it? Yes. I've never seen Dirty Dancing. I guess somebody put baby in the corner. <laughs> um, this song is one of my favorite songs of all time. I didn't even uh, wow! I just took a, I didn't even notice one of the songs you put on there. It's weird you put on one of these songs. Anyway, sorry. Um, it is a placeholder for all of the girl groups of the fifties and sixties. So mm -hmm. I'm talking the Crystals. I'm talking the Shangri Las. Sure. I'm talking the Chiffons, the Supremes. They're kind of borderline girl group Motown, but mm -hmm. they're in there too. Um, but yeah, I saw Dirty Dancing as a young child, and the song was in that. Very influential in my life. Continued to watch Dirty Dancing every weekend with friends <laughs> from like the ages of. What was the other movie you watched? Grease. Oh, Grease. No, something you brought up during Hamilton that was like you watched it every weekend. There's a lot of movies I rewatch. I don't know. <laughs> but Grease. Was it on Dirty the rocks? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Grease and Dirty Dancing are the two that my friends and i would watch every okay. saturday night uh, i hated grease yeah it's too a, greasy it's a, it's a girl no it's a girl thing not too gender stereotype but that's it all right a lot of guys are, have that ugh, this I is a republican reaction. podcast where we're not afraid of cancel culture <laughs> but the ronettes great girl group okay great song great song scott even you can agree yeah it is a great song i love a short song ronnie Whereas spector's you guys still alive <laughs> Question abuse is two out, two minutes, two hours. <laughs> um, all right, Scott, hit me with a little speed round here. I see you got two hip hop songs. That's right. We're gonna go with uh, "Patiently Waiting" by Fifty Cent featuring Big Eminem. Jump. You know you're my favorite white boy, right? <laughs> I owe you for this one. Scott, please rap. He's gonna say. The I know word. you know I all could. the words. I do. <laughs> Maybe on the M verse. Um, <laughs> He's got a got a job in public. So my. <laughs> As previously discussed, I loathed hip hop up until I was about Musical 17, now, 18 years old. It's funny. It's not funny because I was probably similar somewhat, but it's like hip hop's the only genre right now that I listen to that actually like is interesting. It's new. It's, it's yeah, yeah. So, um, 
We're progressive. I don't know. So when, I think when we were seniors <laughs> in high school, the Eminem show came out, and that was a very popular album. Terrible we, record. We listened to it. There's a few good tracks on it. But that kind of got me in Eminem. He was on MTV all the time. You couldn't really avoid him. And then what year? Two thousand two. Yeah, two thousand one, two thousand two. Never and, did went down this rabbit hole. Name never did. And then the next year at college, I had my suite with five other guys, and Fifty Cent had not put out his album yet. Fitty. So, Fifty. So Get Rich or Die Trying dropped that year, and all my rich roommates already knew about him. They loved him. So I listened to this album, this song, a lot. And there I listened to a lot of Eminem. I kind of went backwards on him. Uh, this album still holds up. It's really, this, really good. This track does hold up. So is this the song that got you into hip-hop? This is one of the... The Eminem stuff probably started my rap career. And <laughs> then the 50 album really kind of... From here, I started learning about a lot more from my roommates and such. But... Then we got into kind of good hip hop. Fifty, to the K. So then this is clips. I mean, this is. I mean, I got into it. Scott I, this is was very one much of, resisting singing along right now. I love this song. So even though this is one of Scott's I love songs, this, album. this was like one of the first hip hop. I I think I read a review of, for this record on Pitchfork.com. And I said, I have to hear this record. I listened to it. The beats are insane. It's Pharrell. Pharrell. And then I gave it, I said, Scott, I don't know why I thought you would like it. It didn't really. So you gave this to me? Definitely. Okay. But we both knew Grindin' because Grindin' was a big hit yeah. the year be- two years before. But Hell Hath No Fury, I mean, this is a scary album. It's, yeah, it's so good. I put one song on my list for Emily, I think. Not Have you ever listened to clips before? Only through Scott. Listen Once. Wamp, wamp. What is this? This is clips. Man, I showed up. This is not on the list. I know. Wait, Get it out. But hold on, one more track. <laughs> I rolled the draw up. My Listen to this. Up. Bitch, don't just stand. Why? We have limited time. I know, I know. All right. These are all, these are all Pharrell beats. Well, and Pat didn't put any of these on his list. I know. I'm kidding. We saw He's clips live me. at the Middle East <laughs> downstairs. A blizzard we drove there in. They were coming from Buffalo, I think. And we're like... This was they, our first hip-hop show. Her first hip-hop show. If you go to Clip's Wikipedia entry, the picture on there is from the show we were at. And you guys are in it? No, you can look at we it. I mean, the, Not in the picture. We were at the at the show. I, the I caught downstairs. a 4XL t-shirt that they threw out. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking down I'm to fucking, my knees. You bought the shirts that... Uh, <laughs> They were selling on the wire, like yeah. those <laughs> the long white tees. But so that that show was the first time we saw saw a rap act. Really live. out of our comfort zone, but it was a, incredible. I mean, it was such Opened a great a show. Opened a lot of doors for you guys. Pusha T is massive. He's the president of good music. So wow, it's a pretty good job. Like we don't have a president yet for mm-hmm. this country. But I also think that Clips brought us into the. The white boy rap lovers, yeah, phase backpackers with Vince Staples and RTJ. Because those artists crossed over because they were they had like indie credibility. I don't know why. I mean, I'd love to. There's got to be something out like I don't. I don't. I don't know what it is, but there's something about suburbanite white thirty year olds. Maybe because really it was clips. so far away from us, we couldn't get hurt. 
by it. I don't know. There's got to be something there. But there we were the the show was 85 percent white people. I mean, it's at the Middle East downstairs. Playing a club like that if you're is going, going to the to, Middle East. It's, yeah, it's, it's going to be an be indie lot. vibe. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, it was a great show. But it was it's a people that like that music. I, I don't think we were drinking yet. Were we? we were. Yeah, we, we were? were at a. You were. Where did you used to prepare for your comedy routines? Uh, oh, Owen O'Leary's. Yeah, we we were at Owen's first because we walked next door, bought some cigars. I do remember smoking the cigars. Smoked them on the way in. They were like a honey tin cigar. I don't wow, know. Wow, look at you guys. Yeah, it was a great show. It was a great show. Um, yeah, if you go to the Wikipedia page if you want to see it. I'm going to play a Bad Religion song, A Walk. My friend Brian McNamara lived down the street, had the album The Grey Race. Shout out. I had never heard Bad Religion. I knew the name. I might have heard like Infected. Way better song, but he played this album. This is this is their major label debut. It's when they sold out. It wasn't on Epitaph. This song is awesome. Do you like this song? I don't know if I know this one. It's off the Grey Race. Wasn't even their biggest uh, hit. That's the show we're at. I mean, I remember yeah, that boy. show well, so well. Um, it was really fun. Just they th- wouldn't play Trill. Is the M word probably? Yeah. In the chorus. In the chorus. Because Scott kept saying, "Please play it. I want to sing along." And they were like, <laughs> "No, not true. Not true." <laughs> uh, great. This got me into punk. He also had "About Time" by Pennywise, which is what Perfect People was on. It meant a lot to me. He was a good guy. You're I don't really talk to him. It? Well, I, I want to get trying to move along. Yeah, trying to move along. <laughs> this is going to have to be split up again into two episodes, which might work better for everyone's schedules. But anyway, um, Emily, can I play a song of yours? Yep. The best song by the band, sure. In my opinion, I don't have the band on here, but no, like oh. this band. Is this your favorite song by them? I mean, this is exciting. It's to me, probably my favorite. Like, I like Monkey Man. Love Monkey Man. I like man. Under My Thumb, even though it's problematic nowadays. Well, whatever. But like, this is just a great song. You have to think of like, I've brought this up a bunch. The production, so yeah. far ahead of its time. Yes. So 1971. That's crazy. Sticky fingers. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you pick a Rolling Stones song, right? This, so I have a, a, a list of things that I'm going to mention at the very end of bands that I felt like were too big yeah. to put on this list. However, I do love this song. I love the Rolling Stones. But this song is here as a placeholder for epic songs. And when I say epic, I mean like very larger-than-life songs, yeah. songs that have a lot of instruments, songs that start off kind of like, slow and build yeah. to something, songs that mention driving, roads, mm-hmm. skies. <laughs> like have you ever heard this song? Big things no. in life. Maybe, um, so I'm talking Bob Seger born uh, Roll Me Away. I'm talking mm-hmm. Bruce Springsteen born to run. Yep. Those big songs that make you kind of feel alive. Arena, ready for arena. Exactly. Yeah. Lots of instruments. It's just a great song. Um, it's my favorite song. I'm not a Rolling Stones expert. I bet if you had a super fan, they would probably say something different. I mean, but there's the Rolling Stones are like many of these bands of the era where they have so many different sounds yeah. that you can pull from. This is just one element of the Rolling Stones. But I do love this song. It's a great song. Yep. Would you listen to this, Scott? This isn't me. Scott, see, see, he did a Rolling Stones I did. Album I listened review, to about five albums. Sticky Fingers. Six, and seven. this was not one that he pulled from Sticky Fingers. No. Did you listen to the Brian Jonestown Massacre? Mm-hmm. I know they kind of have a lot of crap, but 
if you ever listen, if you should listen to the Brian Jonestown Massacre. Okay. You should Is watch that an the, album or a band. It's a band. All they right. did the theme for. Uh, we've definitely talked about it on the show before. They did the theme for Boardwalk Empire. Okay. But you have you seen the movie? Yes. It's a what? What, what the hell is it called? Uh, Why can't I remember the name? We'll edit it in. The movie <laughs> about <laughs> Jones, Brian Jonestown. I can't either. So it's called. We fight the Dandy Warhols for 90 <laughs> minutes. Anyway, they fight the Dandy Warhols for 90 minutes. It's a great movie. It's a rock doc. If you hated, if you were a fa- dig, dig. Why did I? Yeah, it, it's like it's the antidote for the devil and Daniel Johnston. He also the lead singer of Jonestown Massacre has a lot of mental illness too. But check it out. Maybe I recommend it. It's it's really short. All right. Anyway, I can't I like remember short. Scott what you liked off of this album, but we got Dead Flowers, we got Can't You Hear Me Knocking, Can You Hear Me Knocking, Bitch, Sister Morphine. Those are like the big mm-hmm. Brown Sugar is probably the most famous one. Why do album. you taste so good? This is a great <laughs> song. I would say this is my favorite Rolling Stones song. So good, Pat. I'm so happy to hear that. Thank After, you. This this is like redemption for you. Never listening to the Talking Heads. <laughs> my mother had this album. I loved oh, it. So. So many teenage tears were shed over this song. Really? Oh my God! Yes. This was just a song like I knew I liked when I was a little kid, and then I like it more than ever now. Um, Bonnie Raitt does not write her own songs. She doesn't. No. She has, but like only like twenty percent of her discography. Let me look up my favorite song by her and see if she wrote it. My parents had this record. I loved it. It's nice and slow. She's got a great voice. She's very charismatic. Good. Um, you. I'm gonna just jump into one more, another one of my songs. Go ahead. Money by Pink Floyd. My dad listened to this. He loved Dark Side of the Moon. I mean, I've heard this a million times. It has the. It's still good. It's still, still good. good. Yep. I like we'll money and I like time. <laughs> I mean, this is great. I mean, I love a tr- that opening uh, with the cash yeah. register sound. I still. I did a Pink Floyd because of reading Utopia Avenue. They talk about Pink Floyd a lot, so I kind of did a earlier psychedelic era re-listen, and I was like, they, they just got so big and boring near the end with like Division Bell and uh, yeah. they, they tried a lot of stuff. Yeah, it just didn't work, but that didn't stop WAF from trying to play it because they were <laughs> still hanging on. Um, so Scott, why don't you hit me with a song? We've officially played all seven of my. Wow. No, we haven't, have we? Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah we did. Because I kind of. Sorry, so I didn't mean to. My my bonus song will be White Stripes, Ball and Biscuit. Damn. Yeah, I was sad to no, see no, that no, go no. off your list because that was on your long list. It's my it's my favorite White Stripes song. It, it, too bad we didn't get to like the very end the, because we could have just kind of gone out with that because it'd be a great. The little song. story I have is back in the Kazaa days, I had downloaded a shitty copy of it where they looped it. I love and that. this song years. is extremely hard to figure out in a loop because it's just this simple guitar thing over and over again. So I would sometimes, it was like nine minutes long. So I would get seven minutes into the song. And be like, what? There the would hell? never be the breakdown. And I was just, what the, what's going on? But I would never delete it. No, so you I can't. Would, so I would just always kind of play like Russian roulette if I got the version I wanted or not. <laughs> but even if I didn't, I'm happy listening to this over and over again. It's great. It's, uh... it's quite possible. I'm your third man. I'm gonna. Can I pick a song off your list that I've never heard? Mm-hmm. Are you with me now? By Kate LeBon. All right. Yep. Go for it. I don't know. Is this in a movie? 
It is. This is this is in like a, a Wes Anderson movie? Me. So, no. I was texting my friend Chris about when we were doing the raincoats, mm-hmm. and we were talking back and forth about the raincoats and Nirvana and Kurt Cobain and all that. And he was like hitting me with song after song mm-hmm. about things that the raincoats kind of like reminded him of. And this was one of them. So this is a newer song to me, but I added it because this is what I want to hear from a newer-ish artist. Okay. Um, 2013, so it's not that new. No. <laughs> it's new for me. <laughs> Obama was still in office, or used to, remember you used to call him Obama? I never called him that. Oh. Don't accuse me of that. <laughs> I liked Emily's spreadsheet where she broke it down by decade. I like when it's the <laughs> 1920s and you put LOL. I'm like... You couldn't no. have found something. The 2020s, right? Oh, I thought it was 1920. I thought it was 1910. And I was like, that's really funny. <laughs> no, it was the 2010s. Oh. But she just, she had, <laughs> after 1990, she really struggled. There, is, there are two songs on my list here from the 2000s. I and think, this is one of them. I think I have a song. Yeah, you would really like this song. I do. Is this Chris Dempsey you're talking about? Yeah. He, I think he posted a song one time. It I, might have been by her. He loves her. He posted, I don't remember if it was Facebook or Instagram, but it was Cass McCombs. McCombs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'll check it out. I never heard of him. Great artist. Great He's artist. got good taste in music. He really does. He influences me a lot. Mm-hmm. This is a great song. I dig it. Um, I'm going to have to go in a deep dive. Again, I wanted to add to the female yeah. sound here. Thank you. Because we're, we're struggling. I think, well, I did Bonnie Raitt. I you forgot. Did. You did Bonnie Raitt. And Scott, I was hoping for some Janelle. I was hoping for some Taylor Swift, Fiona. Or, do you I listen to Season as the A? Uh, not enough. How do you say it? She, I don't know. <laughs> a, I don't That's know. A, another thing, too, is that when you... She was supposed to be at the Kendrick Lamar show. She was sick. Oh, yeah. You were sick, too. <laughs> Pat, let's go with uh, Living Room. Let's keep on the female. Living Room. By you? Mm-hmm. You wrote a song? <laughs> I wish. I've never heard. Is it? Who is it? Tegan I've never heard Tegan and Sarah before. I love a banjo. Exactly. I've That's heard why this I put it on my list. It's representing banjos and bluegrass. <laughs> <laughs> Tegan and Sarah are not bluegrass, but I love bluegrass and I love a banjo. I feel like you must. Your audio no list was so long. You did one for every fucking instrument. <laughs> Which came first, you or High Fidelity? Like that? It's a great question. I because, don't know. Because like, your, did your brain break after or before you read it? Was your brain broken and then the book? I saw the movie before I read the book. Okay, is the book better than the movie, or is it? I mean, that's they're such equal. a stupid they're question, equal. but yeah, it's not a stupid question. But this is, I would say, this is a case where they're equal. Because it's the lit. I like this song a lot. I like what I'm hearing. It's not that I never. Tegan and Sarah were like almost like a gimmick to me when they first came out, so mm-hmm. I probably avoided them for that You're reason alone. You're a man, so that's fine. That's true. The patriarchy. I know. <laughs> I dig this. I dig the banjo. I'm a banjo head. Keep it. Keep it on for a minute. Okay. Let the fans, because it builds. <laughs> Is there a banjo on folklore? I don't know, Scott. I don't know. Ooh, she's angry. She growls. So it builds here with more instruments. Are they still around? Like, are they yep. still popular? Yep. I know they just like re-recorded an album. I'm surprised you like them. They're almost too mainstream for you. I'm mainstream. I'm basic. I don't this know. This is a, a critique I have of myself is how basic I am. My, I was putting together this list. I was like, this is so basic. 
all these like artists that I'm pulling from, it's all their I mean, most well-known I've, songs. But there's a reason they're most well-known. Exactly. We're going to have to, you know what we're right. going to do in a couple weeks? Because we're going to hit the dog days of winter. We might have, we might not be able to hang out because of COVID and so the sad. flu. We might have to do some distance episodes. We can record while everyone's in uh, at home. And I, we have the technology. I think, you know, I love recording in person. I think it's better. But, um, like, we might have to do something different. I'm not, the podcast doesn't go anywhere. But it's like, I think we'll have to come up with different ideas. We're going to have to just straight up do favorite songs. Uh, yes, because like that's not what I do. did here. But I think we should do albums. Yeah. I think, I think we need to do an influential albums episode. Because, like, the song So Alive by Ryan Adams. I love that song. I do, too. And I haven't listened to it in a long time. Me either. That but song you sent, sent me. So you sent me the video of them doing that live on David Letterman. Oh, really? Are we going back to Father Christmas? Not intentionally. <laughs> oh. Uh, pop up Spotify and put on Better Than Ezra. So you went with this better than Ezra over good. I heard this before. I think this was before uh, as a single. It was before. What did, I, I, what's the big cat doing? I want to know. He's taking <laughs> over the controls. They're banging on the door saying the program director. Tell me about this song, Better Than Ezra. This song was, I bought this album. I heard this on BCN. I bought the album. The album fucking blows. There's two good songs. This song shows you how bands can be like a one-hit wonder slash disappointment okay. um, but this song rules and so does good alright well I, we gotta play one more Emily song because we're at two hours we're gonna split this up we'll take a week off I think I don't know this is gonna be tough because I think this was like the most fun I've had doing this and I think everyone's this is kind of what the podcast was supposed to be yeah and everyone seems very loose and very uh, after a fucking tense this week hell it's it feels looking good. up though that's why we're feeling loose because it's looking good yep. for and us. then in two years when the senate's a fucking grind mm. we'll say georgia baby georgia let's go with bell and sebastian okay bell and sebastian i just got a mike piazza jersey in I the know. mail and now you're regretting I'm it pissed because he's a trump supporter i didn't know that i, I didn't know it either i'm sh- i'm surprised he's fucking trump can't even set catcher. foot in new york it's pretty safe to assume every baseball player is a trump supporter Nope. Uh, that's, that's sad. Yeah. I mean, we're talking well over 90%. Yep. That sucks. Bobby Orr. Did you see what he said? Put yeah. an ad out in the paper. I know. All right. Bell and Sebastian. Hey, um, hey, do you mind if you uh, get me away from here? I'm dying. Exactly. If you're feeling sinister. Great name for a record. Band I've never really heard except for, like, I don't have the, the deep history that you have. I have holes in my knowledge. I, I, you are supposed to be my musical like person that Compadre. I go to. I, I still, I can still I, do I that. I feel like I have nothing to teach you, and yet now I'm learning that I oh, do absolutely. have a lot to teach you. I mean, students, masters. Exactly. I still can get into music. So I mean, this song, so I have a. There's a big hole on this list that everyone who has listened to the podcast thus far will know. It. There's no Beatles songs. And I did that intentionally because I felt like they were too big to put any one song on this list. And then I'm I w- sorry, did you say big or bad? <laughs> wow. We're going to have to do a show called Forcing the Beatles <laughs> where you have to listen to them all I, week. Hey, That'd I have be- been piloting this from episode yeah. one of our spinoff. 
we find a Beatles song for Scott. It's called Forcing the Beatles. Exactly. Feeding um, the Beatles. <laughs> Hosted by Joe Rogan. So <laughs> I noticed a theme where I felt like I had all these big bands that were too big for me to put on this list. Yeah. I'm talking the Beatles. I'm talking Bob Dylan. I'm talking Bruce Springsteen. I'm talking the Beach Boys. Sure. Have you noticed a common theme yet? They mm-hmm. all begin with B. Okay. Bob Seger. So Bell and Sebastian could have easily fallen into that category for me. However, they're not that big. They're big in my heart. It's true. Okay. <laughs> Maybe not yours, but they are big in You've my been heart. You've But this song in particular, <laughs> <laughs> there have been many times in my life in the past year, two years, mm-hmm. five years, where I'm in a situation at work. I'm in a situation wherever. And this opening line from the song just pops into my head. Get me away from here. I like I'm that. Dying. Can we all not relate to this right now? In, sure. In yeah. I'm fucking already dead. Exactly. Yeah. Get me away from here. I'm dying. Mm-hmm. So they made it. They made the final cut. Yes, Bell and Sebastian loom large in my heart. They're probably too big for my list here. But they made the cut because of this song and this lyric in particular. See, I think if you take a, a little bit from what we, how we all approached it, I think we all, our hearts were in the same place. I don't know. Emily's was in a different spot. Her mind was in a different, was in a yeah. different spot. But it was, the assignment, so to speak, was, it, it was... Influences. Built to burn another B-band. <laughs> he was trying to... Just trying to be inclusive. Yeah. <laughs> another B-band. I didn't realize they were on Spotify. It was going to be better if they weren't. And then, yeah, I still have YouTube. The part, yeah, I still have old MB3s. Uh, I thought he was gonna say it's better because there was like the, the ve- two-step verification he's going through. Like <laughs> that's the best fucking part. <laughs> he's waiting for a text to his phone. Let me just like finish out my B list here. I've got Bowie, mm-hmm. Blondie, Burn, comma David. Remember your old so talking uh, for the talking your heads. old AIM name, Heart of Glass. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. She got the that where they got the final cut. I will say. I dubbed in another band. Who was Shagsta? That was also my name. Let's just move on from that. <laughs> <laughs> Call in with your AIM name <laughs> if, uh, if you got one. Uh, <laughs> Apollo Sunshine, not a band I really am familiar with, but they're from Boston, right? Mm-hmm. And, and over. Th- they did a split with Piebald, I want to say. They did. So this is one of their Was Piebald too obvi- obvious for you on a list? No, they made the long list, but I felt yeah. like other bands in my 15-song list that I put together that was meant for a seven-song list encompassed what I was trying to fit with the piebald. See, I could almost do a weird thing about, like, I, I haven't listened to Pieball in a long time. Fucking I don't, me either. <laughs> I don't know if they really hold up for me. They do. But like, are you speaking for Patrick? Yes, I am. We wow. are the only friends we have after as a classic. Know, exactly. But after that, you, they were on your inaugural episode. You I did. had Pyball yeah, 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 yeah. on there. That's such a great intro to that song. But I like this, this is song. A great song. So Apollo Sunshine, they do a lot of like this. Not this song, but a lot of their songs are kind of that psychedelic song. Mm-hmm. Which that's like what the, I thought. Like Beach Boys, they pull from yeah. that. Um, but the song just. It's it's what we all need right now. It, it tells you to just do what makes you happy. Okay. If that grass looks fun to roll in, then roll in that fucking grass. If that tree looks good enough to climb, <laughs> do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, do we have to wrap this up? It's up I to think you. so. Uh, this is 
two hours. I mean, it there could were, go on all night. It I didn't get to So night. Lonely by the Police. I didn't get to This so Will Be Our Year by the Zombies. All right, you know After what? After Hours by the Velvet Underground. all because you just didn't cut it down to seven songs. Hey, I was going to until Pat did not. I'm sorry. I felt I had a tough week at work. It's been a tough week for everybody, but this really kind of... What were you going to say? Go ahead. This really put me in a good headspace going into the weekend. What were you going to say? I I just think I did the emotional work that we you guys did didn't do, and then when you went to do it, you realized how <laughs> yeah, hard it was? Yeah, incorrect. Scott, you managed See, it. See, he had... He never wanted to do it to begin with. That's not true. <laughs> no, not that he never wanted to do it, but like you approached it. He's not as emotional. I as think you maybe and I in are. six months we'll. Like, I only smile once every seven years. Yeah, exactly. Tree, my point. When, the, when Tool so has when a red Pat, light. When, you sat when down Tool shows a red light, Scott's like, "This uh, is great." Let me just give a little. <laughs> Those are so good nights. Last time we recorded, <laughs> I said, "Can we do ten songs?" And Pat and Scott were like, "Absolutely not. We'll we'll settle for seven. That's my yeah. That's my counter offer for you." And then Pat actually went to do this and realized how hard, hard it was yeah. and landed on. But 14. I also wanted a story for every song and. I have a kind of a weird memory when it comes to music. I can tell you every place I bought a record. Did you hit all your songs? I did, but I, I want to play a song that I th- it's off of an album that you picked a song from. Okay. I think we need to end this. My stomach hurts really bad. I don't uh-huh. know. I don't know what happened, but it's probably all the the tea and stuff that I'm <laughs> drinking. That's probably not a great combination um, in the long run. Did you have fun doing this? I had a great time. Scott, did you have fun? A blast. All right, I'm gonna play a track from a record that. Everyone hated when it came out, but I actually liked it when it came out. Did I have it on my list? You had Oh, Pinkerton. Yeah. I love Pinkerton. And I think this record, I don't know, I got to revisit it. It's been a while. El Scorcho was a big hit, though. I know, but BCN it's kind of it. problematic. It is. Mm-hmm. Which is why this I went with it. the Cerulean album? No, that was the Blue album. Oh. <laughs> Isn't Blue Cerulean? Yes. Folks, we got to wrap it up. If you listen to this, it's been chopped and screwed. Scott makes bad jokes that I call him on. No, that's the remix. So the one you missed is you said you had 144 songs. Yeah. That's a gross amount of songs. Listen, if anyone wants to hear my playlist of 144 songs, email the podcast. I thought a gross is 144 of something. Oh, well, it's actually Uh, 153. I thought Scott was going to make some like Twitter. 12 by 12. No, no, no. My playlist is actually 153. Oh. It was originally 144, oh. and then I kept adding That's Scott's pat podcast, Weights and Measurements. Scott. <laughs> anyway, uh, wow. We have an email now. <laughs> we have an email, yes, this is podcast at gmail.com. Uh, I just made sure that worked. Wait, this is the best part. Yeah, we got to edit this thing down, but if you listen, thank you. you. Have- if you have any suggestions, email us. Uh, I've never owned a Weezer album. Really? He's owned a lot of inhalers. That's kind of weird. Isn't Emily it? shuddered. All right. I think your mic. Oh, you shut it off. All right. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, have a good weekend. If you know the election results, call in. <laughs> Bye. See ya.